Welcome back for episode 16 of Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on February 3rd, 2016 on Twitch TV. Big shout out to the chat here. Thank you so much for coming out. This is your host, Blue Crew 86 Alongside me, we have a man who wouldn't let something as mundane as business travel keep him from the show, Justin Sane 0516. The potato is real. Next up is the third member of our merry little band, the single driving force behind the paying-is-a-person trend and soon-to-be Twitter expert, Steaming Willie Beeman. Paying is a titan confirmed. We'll discuss later. The topic of today's chat is going to be a dive into the lore behind the titan class. Before we get into that, however, I want to run through some quick notes. Our last chat was over the elusive nine. If you missed that and have any interest in hearing our thoughts, please be sure to check out our Podbean site at focusfirechat.podbean.com for archives of all previous chats. You can also find us on iTunes by searching for Focus Fire Chat in the podcast section of the Apple Store. If you guys don't mind, give us a review over there if you use that program. We are also in the process of becoming available on the newly launched Google Play podcast section, so if you're more a fan of the Androids than the Apples, keep an eye out on that front. As many of you already know, Focus Fire Chat is a cross-community gathering where the intent is to offer a week-long, in-depth view of a particular subject from within the lore of Destiny. This chat begins every Tuesday morning and runs until the following Tuesday, with topics decided by the group via a poll that begins every Friday and ends on the Tuesday morning of the new chat. Every Wednesday at around 10 p.m. Central, usually, we get together to stream a recap of the previous week's chat for those who were unable to participate. The topic for next week's chat will be a return to the topic that actually started this whole mad journey we're on, the Exo Stranger. Now, with all that taken care of, let's talk about those Titans. So, let's start Chance, off... Willie. <laughs> yeah, let's let's start off with uh, what do we know about the Titan class? How do, how do you want to you want to start at the very top and just work our way down, or I guess start at the base so. foundation and work our way up? Yeah, we start with the Titan card. I think you got that Go up, Willie. I I can roll with it. Go for it, Justin. Titans are warriors, heroic defenders of the light, channeling the gifts of the Traveler to wage war on the darkness. Steadfast and sure. Titans face any challenge head-on. Blunt force instruments of the Traveler's will. It's a strive for honor, stand for hope. And that's pretty much, they're just straightforward war machines. It's how I view them. <laughs> right, and, and that's, and so the other, the other really quick point I always like making is it's really interesting to me how in Destiny it's really really easy for people to stereotype the different classes um you know you have the warlocks as the book nerds the the hunters as the outcasts and the loners and then the titans as the jocks or the the meatheads when it's not when you really like and we'll get into this especially when we start talking about the npcs which i've spent way too much time researching um it's really not that clear cut when you actually start looking at the classes um in the lore like that they definitely gravitate towards certain aspects of gameplay and they add like certain aspects of philosophies towards the, the world that they exist in, but it is not cut and dry. This is the person who's going to always punch something. I mean, you have, you have Titans who have their own philosophies. You have warlocks who are hell bent on revenge and you have hunters who are some of the best team players out there. So it's not it's not a very 
clear line. It's, it's not a hard set. This is the stereotype. You know, it's not like in D and D where you have like your fighter and your rogue, and those are the archetypes and those are the stereotypes that that person is going to play. This is much more fluid. You can have a Titan who is a, you know, a sniper or, or a lone player, or you can have a hunter who's a support cast, especially with the new classes. So getting into that a little bit more, each class is broken into currently three subclasses, which most people who play Destiny are aware of. Um, there's actually a lot of lore behind each of the subclasses, but I'm so going to actually start with just a quick look at the abilities, which actually is the Grimoire card for the abilities, is the Ghost Fragment abilities, and it's actually from a Titan's induction speech. So it's one of the first things that a, a new Guardian would hear when they be, you know, they're rewoken. Um, and it says, Nothing born is born strong. I know I began weak the same as you. I don't care if you're an exo, staring at that number and wondering where you've come from, or a human hungry to understand the ancient world that left you for dead, or an awoken reborn in the very essence of what your people hide from. Together, we're, pointed, we're the pointed end of a long stick of happenstance. Change one ripple in an ancient ocean, and we would never have been granted the light within us, or the good ghosts that want to help us. Humble Origins Every world begins as a big pebble lost among trillions of pebbles. Every worthy sun was once, well, was once cold hydrogen spread thin across the vacuum. Even the universe, this cosmic garden that surrounds us and awes us, this monument to creation that was once the size of an apple seed. And everything that's splendid and great stands at the end of incalculable chance and mayhem. Yes, you have talents, enormous, wondrous powers, but you should put the smirk away. Do you know what a guardian is? Not yet. Your name is another pebble. You are a cold apple seed. But you will grow. And so this was this was a a big part of the chat um, was actually a, a discussion on the abilities. And you know, the underlying nature and the underlying philosophies behind the nature and the especially the nature of the light was a huge I know, especially there at the end of the chat this last week was a huge, huge piece of the discussion. Um, I figured we would just walk through the subclasses just basically alphabetically, you know, just keep favoritism out of the picture yeah, and just go alphabetically starting with Defender, which the best, the best quote for Defender is it's the wall against which the darkness breaks. And I'm going to, I don't know if either, either Justin or Willie, you guys want to. Oh, I was muted. Take because, on. Hey, that's good because I did bad. <laughs> I said bad things. Um, yeah, I have Defender right here. All right, perfect. Um, like you said, the quote on it is the wall against which the darkness breaks. Defender Titans are immovable anchors, trained to absorb punishment and control the flow of battle. Armed with unflinching convention and an army armory avoid techniques, defenders block the enemy's movements, shrug off their fiercest weapons, and rally fellow guardians to strike back. Which, I mean, that's the that was the typical, you know, Titan feel that that's their thing is they they want to protect. They're the defenders. That's the original um, support class. I mean, you do have a support class in Sun Singers as well. Mm -hmm. um, they can go ahead and they can lower cooldowns. And of course, now the there's a pretty cool one for the hunters as well. 
the old the boy bow, the night stalker, <laughs> the dusk bow. That thing wrecks, you know. That's you. You need a couple of those during the raid. Damage wise, um, yes. And it is light generation wise, yes. Yeah. Well, you use quiver, and you know it's a lot of fun in PvP too. I, I have been playing around with my hunter a little bit more. Shade stepping PvP is the way to go. I need Twilight Garrison in my life. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. That's yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, and so, so you know, as so, take <clears throat> taking a step back for people who are not well versed in Destiny, you know, mechanics. Each of these subclasses has what's called a super, or well, it's actually called a super ability, and it's basically in the lore the the manifestation of that guardian's inner reservoir of light, and so the defender. So the the important thing to remember about Titans before we talk about this. Titans are based around walls. Like, that is their entire purpose of being from the very beginning of when they first existed. They are all about honor, duty, and protecting the city. And that that's their basic calling. And so the Defender, war, the defender Super is actually pretty apt for this one. It's called the Ward of Dawn, and the the Grimoire card says, Open a pocket in the universe, an impregnable fortress for you and your allies. The mighty ward allows guardians to hold key points and gather their strength in the face of overwhelming opposition. Players of the game have a different name for this. We call it the Bubble. The Bubble. <laughs> yeah. Bubble Bros for life. Bubble Bros are amazing. I... Actually, my Titan, as soon as I get done leveling Sunbreaker, I'm going back to being a defender because they're just so super useful. But, um, and so th the other thing is each each subclass is oriented, like I was saying, each, each subclass is oriented towards a particular elemental version of light, which is why there's three currently. Defenders are Void, which... We'll kind of get into when we get into the debates from the from the chat, but it's interesting because void is not normally viewed as a defensive element. It's usually actually the exact opposite with your warlocks and your um, hunters. It's very offensive usually. It's very you know attack oriented. There's a really fun quote from Ikora about the. Why the bubble is so effective at defending things, um, and apparently we can get into. Well, like I said, we'll get into that when we get into the debates from the chat. But so the next, the next subclass is actually the arc variant of the the Titan class, and these are called the Strikers. And Justin, do you have that card? Yes, up I ready? do. Perfect. Yes. So go ahead and take the Striker. And then the 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 definition of a striker, the quote that we get is, at close quarters, a fist is better than any gun. Awesome quote. Striker titans charge into close combat, armored in light and wielding fistfuls of thunder. Striker titans depend on shock and disciplined aggression. They must awe and scatter the enemy or risk being overwhelmed. Fellow guardians prize their ability to draw fire as they shatter the enemy line. It's pretty... Pretty apt description. And so, on this this 
subclasses. They their super ability is what's called the Fist of Havoc. Um, Willie, do you have that card pulled up, or do you want me to go ahead and go for it? I just figured right. something out. Nope, worries. So the Fist of Havoc is basically, I like calling it the Hulk Smash, or the Panic, the Panic Smash, because yeah. that's what in PvP that's what happens. A Titan runs around a corner and Panic Smashes. Ah! Um, the Grimoire card for this is Fist of Havoc. Leap forward and smash the ground, obliterating everything nearby. You will be a thunderbolt, but use your fury carefully. If there are survivors, you will surely draw their wrath. Ba- I mean, literally, you Hulk smash. That's that's what you do. And so, again, you have defenders. Those are void. You have strikers, which are arc, and we always know that we know that there are three elements of the light, which the last is solar, which in the Taken King we actually got access to the third, which is the solar variation of the Titans, and that's called the Sunbreaker. And the card for that, Willie, I, I see you on there. Okay, perfect. The, yeah, the the quote forge. for yep, the quote yeah, for ahead. the Sunbreakers are "Forge the fury of undying suns." So Willie, go ahead. Some Titan orders predate the city, born of a darker time, when light was an untamed weapon. The Sunbreakers brought honor to the wild, never seeking the safety of the city. Bound by an oath, they live as mercenaries, seeking battles and alliances beyond the walls. Now the light of their fire has at last found rank among the city. Wield the hammer of soul with honor, Titan. It is a thing of legend, both past and future. <laughs> and so, seriously, that that became my favorite subclass personally. Like the Thor. What? Yes, dude. Like even after it's been nerfed, I was I was afraid they were going to nerf it to death to where it's useless. It's still perfectly fine. It's I, rough. I accept the nerfs. Uh, no, it's not, dude. It's you rough. Gotta, you just got to get good scrub. That's what you got to do. All I know is when I kill one of them, I'm I'm. I feel accomplished. I feel like I've done something. It usually takes a whole just, couple of sniper. Yeah, I just, I know people no, I just still say they're OP, the but they're fine. They're fine. Just leave them I didn't say OP. Don't put words <laughs> in my mouth. Uh, have you guys you ever noticed? Have, have you ever noticed, Willie, that um, if you look at the Sunbreaker card, which has like the, you know how each uh, subclass has a cool emblem, you know, like right. A uh, cool little graphic. Mm-hmm. If you look mm-hmm. at the actual one for the Sunbreaker, that is definitely not the Hammer of Soul. At least not as we see in the game. That's not the profile. <laughs> no, actually, it yes, looks it a is. lot like a, a Lord of Iron no, certain mark. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. It looks like a golden mall. Yeah. Uh, it, overlaid on a Warmind logo. Oh, I see what you're doing there. Yeah. So, and not to get too off in the in the woods here, but do you remember the oh, whole? Uh, do you remember the whole discussion about how? Our supers being uh, specific to the guardian instead of being uniform across the whole population. That kind of makes me think that. That kind of makes me think that maybe, you know, for for game mechanic purposes, of course they have to have the same hammer for everybody. But lore wise, maybe everyone has their own different looking hammer. I would I you know I'm going to get into that because I actually agree a hundred percent with that. And I will explain that in just a second. Um, when we get down to the NPCs, there is a particular Lord of Iron who has uh, Thalor. I think it, I want to say it's Thalor who has a mark called the Golden Mall. And yeah. I there 
there's another iron there's another lord of iron who actually i'm 100 percent convinced is a also a sunbreaker Already? and she she has her own type of explanation too so there there's i definitely would agree with that but let's let's talk about that super um so the, the Sunbreakers obviously have a super as well, and if you haven't already figured it out, that's called the Hammer of Soul. Um, it is literally Thor's hammer. Like, it, it's a giant hammer of fiery death. And the Grimoire card for that one <clears throat> says, Forge your light into a raging inferno of solar energy, and pull forth a blazing hammer from the fire. Cloaked in flames, launch your hammer at enemies from afar, releasing a devastating eruption of solar fire on impact. You burn with the intensity of stars, and no shadow is safe from your light. Another point on that, and this is why I'm so convinced that this Lord of Iron is a sun or is a sunbreaker, is the description for her actually says that her hammer scared away the shadow. So, but we'll we'll get into that just in a minute. <laughs> I, I I I'm not joking. I have spent probably close to six hours today alone working on these NPCs. I'm really kind of, and I have, I've had a couple people request that we talk about not, I'm going to try to actually this chat focus not on the Titans of Titans. I want to talk about the lesser knowns, the second fiddles, because a lot of them have some really interesting connections to not just like real in our mythology and in real reality, but also in the connections that they have throughout the Destiny universe too, and it's just some. There's some really really cool stuff. Um, so the next the next part of being a guardian is you have every guardian class has a mentor within the vanguard. And these are called the vanguard mentors. Everyone knows if um, you haven't seen the flyer. He's the bottom quadrant. I know that a lot of people were confused about that because we've okay. had a conversation about can I, this. Can I, can I speak to this? Can, can I speak to this? Sure. That is a composite image. Okay. And by composite, I mean I put a lot of things together. I didn't alter the things. It's also that went into if you it. Pull, if you pull up the clip from the Taken King, oh for, for those for those who aren't following. Justin, who puts together all our flyers and does an effing amazing job. Okay, Aww. the the guy he's he's ridiculous. But absolutely the bottom the bottom quadrant of this week's flyer. So the, the it's the Titan logo, um, and there's four there's four quadrants basically. And the bottom quadrant is an image of Zavala. Apparently, there have been a few individuals <laughs> who have decided to raise a ruckus about the. What was? What if we decide the term was for it? The Caucasianized, uh, Caucasianizing of Zavala. <laughs> if if you have any questions of this fact, go look at the flyer and then go and look up the Taken King clip scene. Like just like Google Zavala, it's the exact same image. So which, Justin, by the way, Justin that, oh is not God. a racist. Which by the he's way, he's not a speciesist. He's not oh. a xenophobe. That Do is we really amazing. have to get into all of White this. Watch. That's an amazing image too. <laughs> I, I found that image and I was like, "This is, I love it." Zavala became one of my instant favorites. Just man bag, dude, come on, come on, man bag, get good. <laughs> so, anyways, so the Vanguard mentor for the Titans is Commander Zavala, and the the important thing to remember about the Vanguard is, <clears throat> the Vanguard is the closest thing that the Guardians have 
to a command structure. And now, and we'll we'll touch on this in just a second. But well, Titans Titans definitely have a command structure. Titans have a command hierarchy completely established. Hunters don't, and in warlocks it's kind of eh, I don't really know. Well, but. You know, Think about it, though. I mean, every... It's like you were talking about earlier, Blue. All of the classes, they all... They're, they're still human, or... Right. Um, what's the term that they use? Nano-human? Some along those lines? Oh, the, yeah. So, everybody still has their own personalities. You have Joker, obviously, hunters look at Cade. Mm-hmm. Um, don't get me wrong, he gets the job done, but he doesn't take anything seriously. You know, uh... But you still have serious hunters. Like, it seems right. like... Pancake. Yeah, you know, Pancake. He was all about business, dude. Like, and making sure coward. you check the roof. Always oh, yeah. look... Come on. He and was a wise, wise don't man. Don't shake a warlock's hand, because... <laughs> he also he also had a rule. Make friends with the Titans, because you never know when you'll need one. Because he was smart, <laughs> Titan. And I'm not going to say Titan Master Class. Titan, my favorite class. <laughs> Hashtag that. Um, welcome, Dustin. So the thing that kills me, Blue, back to Zavala here, mm-hmm. is his quote, because they they have a name in here, and then when you search the database anywhere, this name is nowhere else. But well, yep. Yeah, okay. So go ahead and read it. I'm actually going to pull up something for that. Ooh, quote. you got something about this? Yes, I do have something. Awesome. About this. It says, "Basho knew we struggle after." It's a quote from Undated Battle Note. And I'm like, ooh, as soon as I saw that, you know, I'm like, I got to find out about this Basho guy. He must have been a friend of Zavala's because, <laughs> I mean, Zavala, we all know he's kind of the hard ass when it comes to the the vanguards, which are pretty much the mentors. Um, you know, so he, he is the one who follows the rules the most. He's the one that way too serious most of the time. I actually don't think... You really hear him, except for when... Is it too early to talk about what he says during the, the Sunbreaker thing? Or? Um, we can, we can mention it. I want to kind of lay a foundation for it, just to make sure everyone knows where we're coming from. Okay, so I'll give a TLDR. I won't ruin anything, but the point is you don't really hear Zavala showing emotion. Like, he, he's... Especially you know, in again, Vanilla. Yeah, especially in Vanilla, dude. Like, there's no emotion from that guy. Um, I am happy that since the Taken King, they have gave him more personality. Um, but Kay definitely stole the show. Nathan Fillion well, is an awesome yeah, actor. Now yeah, I was about to say, Nathan Fillion's hard, hard, to, uh, hard to follow up on. But... So, there. And I, I was thinking that Basho was actually related. There, there's another thing about Zavala that is really interesting. He's a really big supporter of Sun Zhao and the Art of War. He actually yeah. paraphrases that, him a lot. And I actually was thinking that's where Basho was coming from. I actually don't think it is. I think it's actually. I, I'm going to butcher this name. Um, Matso Basho. Yeah. Who was a poet from 1644 to 1694. And he had a lot of haikus, and I'm, I can't I can't find the particular one that he is mentioning here. But there's one, you know, 
he he's apparently a very I mean it well, you, you brought up a very interesting point, Blue, once again, with the uh, stereotypes. Mm-hmm. A lot of people well, say yeah. Titans yeah. are, oh, go smash, worry about other stuff later. But Zavala reads, you know, and he likes intellectual. It's not like he's reading Clifford the Big Red Dog. You know, he's reading Art of War. He's reading this, uh, this which, poet I've which never to put heard in, of. Right, but, I mean, to, be, to put it into perspective, this is post-collapse. So not only is he reading Art of War, which even in today's world is, you know, a nod. I mean, it makes sense that he's a military, he's reading the Art of War. You know, Art of War is universally applicable to a lot of things. Business uses it. Um, But it's very, very interesting that even in the post-collapse, that first off, it's cool to know that apparently the Art of War survived in enough format that... um, the uh, the Vanguard knows what it is because he obviously knows. There's a, there I can't I can't find the particular quote, but there is a there's a number of quotes where he he paraphrases the Art of War, and it's um oh it's something about befriend your soldiers and they will follow you into the dark. Um, I can't remember. I, there is a apparently Basho. I'm I'm doing a quick really quick search. Apparently, one of a lot of Basho's haikus revolved around the dualism of man and the universe and speak towards making man completely surrender to the universe. And so it's it's about the struggle between man and nature, I guess, and the the inner nature and the outer and the external nature and stuff like that. The egotistical struggle that one seeks to suppress within states. Um, there's a lot of, there's in like, just in the same capacity that Art of War has been applied to a lot of different things, uh, Basho's, this, this particular, uh, poet's writings have been applied to economics and business and stuff like that. So, but it, again, yeah, exactly. It it speaks to the fact that he's not, he's not a meathead. He, he definitely, you know, which obviously he, he rose to Vanguard. So, I mean, he's, he's somewhat intelligent. I mean, obviously, so, but we'll get we'll we'll touch on. No, that's the thing about the vanguards later. too is they kind of mm-hmm. they all have their own intelligence. There's a reason why each one of them stand above the rest too. Like uh, you know, Cade jokes around a lot, but when it comes down to it, if you play the game, you know he knows how to get the job done, whether or not it's him doing it. And you know that that's how he's clever. He's tricky. Yeah, but you know, and I'd, I'd go as far as to say he's um, charismatic. Well, you know? Yeah, Cade. Oh yeah. Cade is also Cade is also able to hold his own because even Shax respects him. Shax has a comment about Cade inside the Crucible, and he's like, "Yeah, he just walked through it." Like, he yeah, he, gru- think, he grudgingly oh, he doesn't have a lot of respect for him, but he he say, like dude. he because Cade doesn't fight with honor, in the sense that the Titans do. But that's a hunter. That's I mean, that's the thing is Titans are all about. There was something I'm gonna have to get that quote up in a second here because there's something that makes me feel like when I read that it was like, oh wow, um, Zavala's not happy with Katie. Thinks he had something up his sleeve, which I mean, well, that's if you know Cade. Yeah, I'd say <laughs> if you know Cade. Yeah, that's 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 like part and parcel. But, and that's the interesting thing too is because then you have. Uh, 
Ikora Ray, which, mm-hmm. you know, she's the, the Warlock Vanguard. I mean, she's a beast. She was a beast in the Crucible with Invective. Mm-hmm. And um, she's her own different kind of sneaky. Where, you know, it, it's a more serious, kind of darker, but it's kind of like the tone with Warlocks, I suppose. Um, right. I always view Ikora literally as the Mal, or the... Oh, I just blanked on the name. I'm just embarrassing myself. My I'm kids turning, watch I'm turning Teen in Titans. my nerd card right now. Um, and I was going to make a Firefly reference, and I just dropped oh, it. Oh, he's going to go with the Firefly reference. I'm going to go with the Teen Titans reference. She's like the Raven of the Teen Titans. Oh. <laughs> Say that. <laughs> Ikora is the Zoe, Zoe to Cade's Mal. Like, Kate, like Nathan Fillion plays... He's very typecast. Like he plays the same kind of character in every every instance that I've ever seen him, which I love. I, I don't get me wrong. I love the character that he plays. And and then Zavala is actually he's voice acted by the same guy who does Lieutenant Broyles from Fringe, and like his his attitude in the game is exactly Broyles' attitude from Fringe. He's like, I'm gonna follow the rules, but god damn it, I need to do the right thing, and that requires me to break the rule. I'm gonna bend the rules just a little bit, but I'm not gonna tell anybody, and we're gonna pretend like I followed the rules. Like that's that's definitely Zavala. And then Ikora is kind of the, she's smart, she knows what she's doing, and she's also grudgingly puts up with Cade's BS because she knows that ultimately he's probably got the bet. He's got the he's got the he's got a good intention in the big big picture. That's kind of how I view the dynamic of the entire. Vanguard, but okay. So that's the Vanguard. Are we are we good to move? Well, I do want to point out. I think okay. this quote from uh, from Shax is about. Um, I think this is about Cade. It says that hunter's got a big mouth. Guess he can back it up though. <laughs> Which <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's talking about. It's Cade totally there. about Cade. He, he's like, you know, this guy runs his mouth, but at the same time, he's showing at least a little, you know, a uh, a certain respect he's like eh. well because also if you know Cade's story the entire reason he's in the vanguard is because he's honoring a bet to a deceased friend well and he lost granted he's a, as well yeah I granted mean, he's yeah. a terrible gambler but he is i mean also <laughs> he, he pays he pays his dues like that's the thing is like yeah. he may he be does. a terrible gambler but he does actually pay yeah but not to, winner, not to hijack but the, he has honor. <laughs> not to hijack the titan a podcast with Cade talk, but I think <laughs> I think honestly, the the kind of superficial evaluation of Cade is he doesn't take anything seriously. But I would make the argument that the more seriously he takes something, the more he jokes about it. You can kind of see right. it when he in the, all the interactions about Tevis, that, Tevis and Andal. Yeah, he's he's kind of playing it aloof, but you can tell that deep down he he takes it very seriously. Well, and that's again type the Nathan Fillion character Buck Buck in Halo does the same thing. Mal oh, dude, does he the was exact so same thing. Oh I mean, my god, but dude! Buck he did the exact Halo. same. He did the same thing in Halo and Firefly and in Castle to a degree. But okay, so let's let's before I completely <laughs> spend the next two hours talking about Nathan. Fillion. I do want to. All right, real quick before we move on, I want to point out also one more quote from Shax. He also respects Ikora. I found the quote mm-hmm. I was looking for on her. It says Ikora's gift from the light is like few I've ever seen. So, I mean, despite how, I mean, everybody here is how excited he gets her in the Crucible. He still knows. Show respect where respect's due, no matter what class you are. 
Right. Because, you know, and Pins, Pins, Pins has an awesome point in the chat. He's like, I would love to see the Vanguard fighting as a team in oh. a cutscene. You mean destroying oh, the universe? Because that's what okay. would happen. <laughs> I'm just saying, you got three of the best, you know. Three of... Each one of them is a specialist in their own way. I mean, the only problem would be if you try to get, like... Yeah, I'm sure Zavala, Cade, and Ikora could get along. Maybe Shax. But you throw all of them in with Salad, and I, I think there's going to be too much headbutting for anything to get done. Well, yeah, they can't even sit at a table. I'm saying. Well, which no. we'll, we'll get into. We'll get into. Yeah, yeah, okay. okay. <clears throat> all right, so Vanguard. <laughs> that's that's the Vanguard. Um, okay, so the other thing about Titans. The um, first thing that most Titans know is that they have very heavy armor, which I could spend an entire three podcasts talking about the awesome history of the Titan armor because it's all, it's just amazing the 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 source material that Bungie used for Titan armor is really cool. Um, it's basically medieval plate armor from the 15th or 14th to like 17th century, which is I spent way too long going through armories for no other reason to look at the pretty pictures, but. The material, so each class has a set material. Um, hunters have sapphire wire, uh, warlocks have hydronic essence, and titans have what's called plasteel plating. Now, plasteel plating is literally a durable, and this is from the Grimoire, it's, it's a durable hybrid plastic that is favored by titans for its balance and strength and workability. So basically it's very malleable, but it's also extremely strong. And the titans are also the pretty much the prime source of most of the armor that the city uses. Um, the titan orders actually provide and donate a lot of that armor. Especially, I think it's the Ag Agima armor, I want to say is Agima is the predominantly dom or donated armor. Um, yeah, um, I can't, there's a specific order more. that um, you're talking about the one Sun that Legion. gives Sun Legion gives yeah like Sun Legion ton of armor. donates it to uh, newly born Titans. Right. Yeah. The the uh, one of the helmets I can't remember. I think I have it down there. <clears throat> so that that I mean that's pretty it's pretty bland that's the stuff that they build their armor out of the next important thing about classes is what's called the class items which is a, a i call them the butt flaps for the titans they're called marks um it's basically a hand towel that they wrap around their waist no it it's is really it's not. really it's really not it's it's extremely important it's <laughs> it's almost as important to a titan as the cloak is to a hunter it's very symbolic of what exactly is going on with it and it's there's actually a really interesting one there's a there was a new a very very new mark that was added that has a very interesting tie into norse mythology the poetic edda and it's called the mark of the new sun which most people recognize would should recognize that that is the i believe if i remember that correctly that's the new emblem that we got as well which everyone was flipping out about because they all thought it was mercury when it's actually no, just a picture of the city no that was called rising sun I rising believe. sun okay okay i'm mixing it up well mark of the new sun has a comment it's a um I'm trying to remember it's he loosens all bonds, and it's from the Locusina. And this is the only mention of the Locusina in the entire Grimoire that I could find. Um, the interesting thing about the Locusina is it seems like it's actually a 
so hunters have we kind of talked about it in our hunter episode with bell um hunters have guidebooks that show them how to become better hunters and warlocks have transcripts to do the same thing this almost seems like a similar concept for titans and i and literally i don't know if it's the locus senate is literally the only guidebook that titans have i am not sure but the interesting point here is that the Locusina is actually a poem from the Poetic Edda, and that translated, it translates into Loki's Wrangling. And there is actually, there is no mention of He Loosens All Bonds within the poem at all. There is only actually one comment about the loosening of anything in the poem, and it's line 62. And I'm going to geek out just a little bit here because it's really <laughs> kind of interesting. There's there's a comment on line 62 in, in Loki's Wrangling in which the loosening of wallet strings is mentioned. And the interesting thing about this is it's Thor. Um, so there's a story. It's, it's in the middle of the story. And they have allied themselves with a giant who goes by the name of Sky Myers, Scry, Scry Myers, um, who is they're They're basically having to go to battle with this this giant and they've they've got him to come with them and it's loki thor and uh their pages and so skymire has actually confiscated all their food and put it into his purse or his wallet and tied the strings and he's gone to sleep and lo and thor is trying to untie the wallet because they're all starving and he's trying and he can't because the giant has tied it too tightly which if you know anything about norse mythology is impressive because thor was strength impersonated Thor actually gets pissed and throws a temper tantrum and uses Molnir to try to smash Skyrimer's head in while the giant's sleeping and misses, which is another amazing feat, three times. And Skyrimer gets wakes up and gets annoyed and kind of smacks everyone around, and then they just kind of, in traditional North process, just keep carrying on to the end of the poem. But it was it was a very interesting. The Locusina is actually a poem from that poetic Edda. And again, it's it translates into Loki's wrangling, which there's long story short, which is not very short, but long story short, there is a crap ton of references to Norse mythology and especially the poetic Edda and Ragnarok in Destiny. Like and now we have the Sunbreaker, which is a blatant comment of Thor. So that was that was my interesting comment about the marks. Every other mark, I, well, I mean, there's there's a lot of marks that are interesting, have, but that one stood up. Like, uh, oh man, I just had it on there. But even Pujari says he he says mm -hmm. a mark is just a pretty cloth. What matters is what it stands for. Right. Pujari's an interesting character, actually. For the longest time, I thought Pujari was a titan. I thought he was a warlock. He is a Thantanaut. I've had a very yeah. long conversation with... That would make um, him a warlock, right? No, correct. just a... Well... Yeah, he's he's a Thantanaut. I'm almost certain. The interesting thing is there's there's two characters that I'm going to talk... We're, we'll talk about a little bit here. Um, one of them is... on. I want to say it's Ari... Hang on. Ain. Ain, Ain Suhu Asa. And then Pajari. And these are two characters that almost seem to transcend classes. Um, Ain is kind of a hunter titan. I don't really, I, can, I literally don't know what class this individual is. Pajari, I'm 
almost certain reading the um, Shores of Time dream and the Black Garden card, he's a Thantanaut. And then also if you read about his philosophy of the darkness and how he has extensive artwork and his transcripts, he has transcripts that he's written. The interesting thing about Pajari is that he appears on both Titan marks and Titan armor, specifically, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, it's the spear point and the area armor. Pajari? Yeah, Pajari. It's, he's very interesting because he appears on Warlock Bonds and then Titan Marks and Titan Armor. And he talks about Titan Marks and Titan, and he actually talks about Titan abilities. But then he also speaks towards Thantanotic visions and how he, and then his philosophy on the darkness. Well, the thing I love is like you have the spearhead typo helmet. Right, and, that's the and armor. And the quote right. on that is the Pajari Way Ratio. Yes. And the amount of time Warlocks spend planning battles versus the time Titans spend winning them. Correct. Like, and that's so. that's actually a nail in the coffin of the argument for him to be a Warlock, because Wei was a Titan. Well, yeah, so, we know she was a Titan for a fact. So why would, you know, like, it, unless it, yeah, I mean, I, to me that kind of confirms that it's a, he's a Warlock, but we can... But, we'll, yeah, we'll on the same time, you know, like... Pujari's on transcripts for Titans everywhere, you know, right. like uh, Mark right. of the Chosen. Your light drives your armor. Do not speak of yourself as separate from the plate, mm -hmm. you know. Um, right. And he, he's on so much Titan gear. It's like right, and that's and that's why I was meaning is like him, him and Ain. I for the longest time, like until I had a conversation, I want to say it was with Hurt Chain over on Reddit. Um, Neither the better was Brandy Jack. I can't remember one of one of them. And I was having a conversation with them, and they they made they made the point of the uh, Thantanotic visions that he had, and I was like, I can't really argue with that because Thantanots were definitely warlocks. But there's even arguments against that that we can get into. Yeah, I mean, because uh, when I see when I see Banshee, we all know he was a Thantanot, but well, I see him was more. He of a thought hunter. he was a Thantanot. Well, he tried. I <laughs> mean, he wanted to be. You know, he does well, say... Well, and that, and that also is a very good point. So, Thant... Uh, I'm going to get myself in trouble again. Thantanauts. <laughs> I don't... And, and see, that's the assumption that a Thantanaut has to be a warlock. And that's my argument against him being a warlock is... Um, Justin, I know. Sorry. Stop. Stop. <laughs> it's, it's down. It's down in the show notes. Justin's messing up my show notes. Um, it wasn't. <laughs> Um, a Thantanaut, like, literally, it's the time, if you, I think, if I remember, the explanation was, it's the visions that they receive between death and the time that their ghost revived them, so there's actually no need for it to be a warlock with self-res, because they actually wait for the ghost to res them. So, just because Pajari yeah. well, saw visions after death, doesn't mean that he couldn't be a Phantonaut and could be a Titan. Yeah, well, there's also the fact that he is also on um, Warlock armor to ignore the city's peril right. is to sequester oneself from the truth. That's Pajari from the transcripts, but um, when you look at the Titan armor, it's actually either, well, of course, Spearhead Typo helmet. It's different because it's the Pajari to weigh ratio. But they all actually have transcript numbers specifically. When you go to, like the Mark of the Chosen, that's uh, that's transcript 15. 
But you go to the Enigma Burn 4, that's just a green warlock chess piece, and it just says the transcripts. And actually, I just found out that the Aherent Type tune just says the transcripts too. So, I mean, Pajari's confusing. Why'd you do this to me, Blue? Right. See, no, I'm, I'm dead serious. The, the, and, and this is like, Pajari is like one of the well-known ones. This is like on every single name that I'm a, that we're going to get to, which I, I'm I'm looking at my clock and we, we need to get to because, oh, my God, it's so fun. So really, OK, just just really quick again. We kind of we kind of spoke towards the uh, Titans love of hierarchy. They're very militant. And that's that's where this kind of concept comes from. Um, there is a there is an established order or an established well, that's a bad word there's an established hierarchy that the titan and it's a bad word and you'll understand in just a minute but there's an established hierarchy in the titan military and Absolutely. that goes vanguard vanguard mentor so zavala is at the top underneath that you have what's called orders underneath that those orders um it usually correlates into hosts, hosts that are within orders, but there are some hosts that seem to kind of transcend orders. And then underneath hosts are the individual fire teams or just individuals. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually just run through real quick. There's there's a number of orders that we do know about in the Grimoire. And then there's also three hosts that we know about. And then we'll get into the really fun part. So... <laughs> First off, according to the, there's a mark called Season of Ages 12, and according to this mark, there are at least 12 what they are called eras, that's quote, air quotes, eras of Titan Orders. We have no idea what an era is. We, I have not found any definition of what that means. Um, so I'm going to just kind of, I'm going to start with the first known order, and then I'm just kind of going to go through a list. I didn't really... I forgot to put them in alphabetic order, so this was just kind of as I discovered them. Um, the first order is the Pilgrim Guard. And a lot of people, this name should be somewhat familiar to anybody who's kind of deviled in the lore at all. Um, the Pilgrim Guard was the, was the very first order, and the maxim of the Pilgrim Guard was to those behind the wall, love and service, to those outside, fury and fire. Their entire purpose is to protect the city and to protect refugees seeking safety beneath the traveler while the traveler while the city was being built so they they are literally the titans that were responsible for going out and protecting people on the road to the city and then guiding them and defending and helping and so that's that's the pilgrim guard there's there's a couple really big names in the pilgrim guard that justin is keeps pointing out to me and we'll get to them in just a second um okay. I, no 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 I'm, I'm i'm not i'm not i'm just i'm i'm reading i'm reading notes and you're 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 typing so i'm, I'm just I, I i will get to them i promise um the next big order that we know of is the is the firebreak order um, now, the Firebreak Order is actually one of my personal favorites because just the clever way that they use the name. Um, I kind of talked about this in the Saint-14 episode. Uh, Firebreak is actually a its actually a term that is used to explain how you would stop a wildfire. What you would do is you would burn a swath of ground and you would just burn the everything. 
And so literally when the fire hit that swath, it would have no fuel, so it couldn't continue. And the fun part about this is there's a mark called Mark of the Sortie <clears throat> in which it is described that two Titan commanders, which actually I have a new theory about this that we'll get to as well, but two Titan commanders actually went outside the city walls during the Battle of the Six Fronts and reclaimed five miles of, quote, scorched ground from the Fallen. And so they literally made a fire, a five-mile fire break around the city. So that was that was a really, to me, that was a really fun one. Um, the maximum of the fire break order is basically they they seek to defend the city from the forces of darkness by taking the fight to them so they're they're usually accused of really reckless aggression um it's pretty common theory there's no court there's no confirmation but it is a pretty common theory that the biggest defender saint 14 was a member of the firebreak um two and that of comes the other from the firebreak yeah. helm well um, yes yeah that's where the theory no. originates. No, yeah. yes, no. Up to you, Blue. I have it right here. No, no, no. It was. It, it is. That's where the theory originates. But it is not. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna qualify it before. I know people will get mad at me if I don't qualify this. <laughs> it is not. It is not confirmation, but it is a. It makes it very viable for a logical assumption to be made, based off the quote on the firebreak helm, and the famous fight from Saint 14, which revolves around the headbutt a lot of people that there's two sides a lot of people say that this is not core this this doesn't make any sense some people say it makes perfect sense so you you know pick your pick your side um i personally think it makes sense i'm just going to leave it there um there's also a couple other really famous titans who i just found out are fire break that would be ja yagi yag yeah jaggy i can't I'd remember say how to jaggy. jaggy jaggy goes. yeah leader jaggy, jaggy and Radagast, actually, I have a new theory that Jaggy and Radagast actually were the two commanders on the Mark of Sortie. Um, All right, now, uh, Radagast, I get blue. Radagast, I understand completely, um, because there is, I'm looking for it right now, but there is a, uh, I want to say a Titan Mark. Yes, there is a Titan Mark that says that he is renowned for five miles, or no, yeah, yes, but I what do you what do you got on my boy Jaggy here? What you got going hang on, on? Hang on, I'm pulling it up. I, I actually was just talking about this on the Destiny Lore Reddit. Uh, da, 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 da. <clears throat> there is a so there's a combination of marks here. Um, so Jaggy's host and Radagast's host are I I would are definitely I would argue are hosts that both belong to the firebreak order and we'll get we'll get into these hosts in just a second but this is just in this in this firebreak order conversation hang on with me or just bear with me so jaggy's host and radagast's host are definitely comprised of firebreak order titans and the argument is there is a combination of texts from two marks there's the five mile mark and the mark of the sortie the mark of the sortie is the one that i just i just talked about which is where it says at six fronts two firebreak commanders led a sortie beyond the walls they reclaimed five miles of scorched land from the fallen so they, they made a firebreak for the fallen now the five mile mark says radagast hosts made it five miles from the city's first walls this pattern commemorates their march so mm -hmm. that was kind of to me it's like five miles and five miles Again, the, the the logical jump there is because I don't have a lot of text to jump off of because it's the grimoire. We're given breadcrumbs, which I love and hate. 
um, which basically translates into we have to really pay attention to what's being said, right? Because what's being said is extremely important due to the limit of what we have to deal with. Um, the fact that both of those deal with five marks, five miles, and then also the fact that in the five mile mark, it speaks specifically to the first walls, which was what the battle of the six fronts was. Right? Yeah. Right. So Jaggy. Oh, we're going to have to go um, back to later. Oh, yeah. Radagast is. Uh, I, I'm not even going to start on the Norse <laughs> mythology connection there. <clears throat> The, the mark of Jaggy's host, I mean, really the big thing about Jaggy's host was he was last seen marked. The mark of Jaggy's host was there, the Lost Seven, um, which I'll talk about when I get to the host conversation. But Jaggy's host was last seen marching south of the Cosmodrome towards the shores of the Caspian Sea. Um, literally, he's taking the fight to them, right? He's literally taking the fight after them, yeah. which is a very firebreak mentality thing. Um but of course. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. Or was he just? I mean, it's, like I said, I, I just no. The lost seven. The lost seven like, is there's there's a whole horror story about the lost seven too, and that, that's also in the Ghost Fragment Titan. And, and it, there's a lot about that because it seems like although the rest of them got wiped out, um, we'll get into Jackie later. didn't. Yeah, it Jackie seems did like not. Jaggy actually survived. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make the seven. argument that Jaggy wasn't even with them. Because remember the or, I mean orders orders are huge. Or, I mean like these are it's, it's a huge. It's like I, I mean like I, I can't. Battalions. I'm not okay. Yes, I am not a military person. So yeah. as much as I understand about personal armor, I do not understand the intricacies of military tactics. I will be the first to admit that. <clears throat> so okay, so that's the firebreak order. The next order that I found was the order of the chain, and there is literally one reference to him um and it's the mark of the chain which is a titan mark and it says even at six front the city's darkest hour some titans broke orders fire break but the chain prevailed so and chain yeah. is capitalized so right right and, i mean and so I, and, i'm yeah you could make the i guess yeah you could make the argument that it would be the the chain, I, I could see that argument. But yeah, it's capitalized. Well, so. once again, you know, it goes into a uh, uh, Titan mark. It says when you have your very original Titan mark, which isn't much of a mark. It's like a piece of toilet paper that kind of got stuck. Mm -hmm. um, it, it says that a Titan's mark is a, a testament, if you will, to their achievements and to their, their experiences. And then it says that that one's just one that your ghost made for you because you know, right? You're a noob. You needed you needed something to cover your butt. <laughs> yeah, you, you needed something just in case you had to go. You had to make sure you were prepared, pretty much. Um, but so, still, chain. Yeah, yeah I think they so chain. I mean, it. like it. Uh, it's like that's it's, that's it's really, not one hundred percent. That's been <laughs> they were at six front. So we'll, we'll we have it's been full, but you know. right, right. We have we have so we have. Six Front, Battle of Six Fronts, the story of Six Fronts, for those who, I don't know if we talked about that. I think we talked about that in the Factions episode. Um, battle of Six Fronts, the it's it's a battle in which four Titan Orders defended the six approaches to the city. So we know there's four orders, so we have Chain, Firebreak, and that's, that's all we have right now so far. The next order was the Sun Legion, which we kind of talked about a little bit earlier. Well, we don't they, know that they are around technically. Let's go ahead and say that we don't know that 
they were one of the orders around for six fronts, but they are one of the orders that we are aware of exists. Wait, who? The the Sun. Uh, oh, Sun Legion? No, I I would not say. I don't I don't know if they're at the. And I would actually argue that Pilgrim saying. Guard Pilgrim Guard would be at the six front too. So we actually know three. We know Firebreak, Pilgrim Guard, and Chain. Right. So we have we have one more that we don't we don't yet know. Sun Legion, I don't I don't I. We don't really know anything yeah. about them other than the fact that yeah they they donated a helmet and yeah, so, so I, I kind charitable. of get the feeling that's what we yeah know. I get the and there's there's <laughs> there was another comment somewhere in the Austin the Grimoire that the Titans are responsible for a lot of like the foundries oh, um, no. armor and stuff like that so I I kind of get the feeling that Sun Legion there's also an argument that Sun Legion has um, that Sun Legion has ties to the Sunbreakers but we'll get we'll get there. <clears throat> and oh, um it's obvious see how you can see the connection. Right, right. Um Sunbreaker um eh? order? This is yeah, this is yeah, a, this the is Sunbreaker a, order. This is an argument and I think I it's there is an order that operate and this is the mercenary order. So it's Sun it's a again, dual meaning of words here. Sunbreaker is a subclass. Sunbreaker is also an order. And they were a Titan order that operated independently of the last city. Um, they preferred to live among the wilds outside of the walls. There's a, there was a, I, I'm not a Titan player. I think there's a quote in game about a, how a sunbreaker never stepped foot inside the walls, which led to a very large debate in chat. And actually, I think this actually answers it. I think when they say that there was never a Sunbreaker who stepped within the walls, they were talking about the Sunbreaker order, not the Sunbreaker subclass. Because I know of two Lords of Irons that are pretty definitively Sunbreakers, and they would have to have stepped inside the walls in order to be part of becoming a Lord of Iron. Would that Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I, I think that might actually be the answer to how that works. And I, I want to point out uh, Uni's question real quick. He's asking about Stonebreak as if they were in order. Uh, yes. Um, uh, I've looked stone... for it, and it's... You know, the only thing I can find is the field, the field plate, um, which says the sheer mass of Titan armor can break stone, which I think that's well, just a I, tribute to he the... might He might be talking about Stoneborn. Oh. Stoneborn, Stoneborn is in order, and I'm, I have them uh, there after first pillar. Okay, go ahead. You do your okay. Blue. <laughs> really, really quick, before I yes. just get completely flamed—no pun intended. Sunbreaker—that's uh, an order. Uh, yes. A brain fart. I'm allowed. Yeah. So there's Moving an on. order. There's a sunbreak. <laughs> there's a sunbreaker order. There's also a subclass called sunbreaker. sunbreaker. Yeah. Okay. Two different things. Same word, which is makes it really fun. But um. If Sunbreakers are actually oh, go for it. Oh no, I was gonna say if you read the Sunbreaker card again, um, it kind of leads you to believe that the orders are standalone organizations that have actually nothing to do with the city, because it says some Titan orders predate the city. Right. Right. Um, and I would argue that the Sunbreakers were not at six fronts because of the comment by I think is it Zavala Willie, that's the Sunbreakers have never stepped inside the walls. Which I, I still debate that because, I mean, I, I want to say it's a Titan mark that says that the city used to okay. have the, the banner um, waving. Right, over yeah, houses, no, probably. I know that. 
But a no, go for it. I'm just saying, I, I see it, and I just found what uh, what Uni was pointing out to. Good, good, good point out there, Uni. Um, but I just don't remember what we're talking about because I was looking at the stone board. But I, I really think, back to the, the Sunbreakers, I think that they had some interactions. Well, we know they had interactions with at least a few key characters of the city and the tower. And um, I know Pins is going to have his heart broken, but one of those key figures was Osiris. And yeah, that was before his... That. Before his exile, Osiris was actually the broker of a contract between the Vanguard and the Sunbreakers in which Zavala, I think, found it unsatisfactory and kind of shut it down, which basically earned him the Sunbreakers' resentment. And then Osiris and the Sunbreakers took, packed up their, they picked up their ball and they went home. And that's where I brought up the fact that uh, Taking King really brought some personality out in Zavala. Right, that is right. the single most... It's a quote you can only hear when you're gaining your Sunbreaker subclass. Yes, and it's um, like he's crying. Yeah, and I mean, he sounds like, so... As close as, 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 close as yeah, like I was about to say, crying. as close... Right, he, he, he sounds <laughs> like he's heartbroken. I'm gonna go Sun's in his eye. He says, uh, Osiris tried to broker a deal between the city and the, the fire... the Sunbreaker. And then he says something about how they... But the, the thing that he actually uses emotion is in is he says, uh, because of this, they resent the city. They resent me. And I can't do it because I'm a crappy no, actor. No, but yeah, because I actually just played... I just played <laughs> that mission and I blew myself up on it, but I, I actually know what you're talking about. Yeah, so if you do that mission, you can actually hear, like, he, he's so... He sounds sad. Genuinely right. sad. Um, um, <clears throat> the interesting thing about Sunbreakers is that we actually know a lot about this particular order uh, because of the Taken King. Apparently, they're led by an, a, what's called an Imperial Magistrate, and that Imperial Magistrate leads the order in offering their services to people and organizations of the city as mercenaries for hire. Um, da, 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 and that will get into our individuals, which we'll talk about in just a second. One of the the current, the third Imperial Magistrate of the Sunbreakers is a female Titan, goes by the name of Oros, which has a whole lot of lore behind her. She is the third her. Magistrate of Correct. the Titan Break Order. Um, or the Sunbreak Order, yeah. The, sun, the Sunbreaker Order. And, uh, so we know there's two more before her. I don't think we know who those two are. But cool. I am sure Blue has all that, that juicy lore behind the name Oris there. Just, yeah. He's licking his chops to say it, so go ahead. Well, it, I mean, I'm, and like I said, I don't. I actually don't want to focus on the big names. So Oros, the, the interesting thing, and Penn's actually pointed this out in our chat, is the the relationship to the definition is gold. And that's about all I can remember off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah, gold in Portuguese. Which is interesting because they're mercenaries, so they love gold. Yeah, and it's actually I. It's, money. It's actually the uh, the plural of gold. Right. Um, right. The one thing I wanted to um, touch real quick. 
is mm-hmm. uh, just this is completely way out there, but I think it would be freaking awesome if one of the other Sunbreakers was named Boros. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know. Oh, really? Oh, no. Really? No, <laughs> Willie. Not like donkeys. Not like donkeys, no? Willie. Then what were no. you thinking about, buddy? Go ahead. Or- Oros, Oros, Boros. No. Or- Oros, Boros. <laughs> yeah, it'd be, a, it'd be an NPC vendor. I don't know how to say it, okay? God. And the no. first one was Koros. No. no. His father's was um, Doros. In a... Doritos the Sunbreaker. Doritos the Sunbreaker. Confirmed. God, get some culture. No, Ouroboros is Ouroboros. Is a uh, mythical serpent or dragon that eats yeah. its own tail. Yeah. Um, yep. And it, it's a big alchemy. Yeah, and it's a representation of the continuous cycle of life and death. And we all know how Justin loves his timelines. Oh, yeah. Time I love lines. it. I love it. So I just think that'd be amazing. And that's that was the first thing I, I thought when I saw the name Uros. And I thought, I right. I, I constantly I constantly think that, too. I, I, I always have to correct myself because I think the exact same thing. Well, Burroughs um, makes me think uh, uh, Don Coyote and... Donkeys. His faithful sidekicks. Hey, Pan- those windmills. Panda. The windmill. Those windmill giants were going to kill themselves. Okay. Sancho I'm Panza. talking about the cartoon that was even after that. Yeah, there was Sancho Panza and Don Coyote, but then there was Don Coyote and his sidekick Sancho Panda. Which uh, <laughs> now we're now we're like if you're literally, what was that? What was if, that comment about culture? Yeah. What I'm just saying, if you're in your mid to to late twenties. You know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about. Don't oh, play I know games. exactly what you're talking about. Saturday morning All right. cartoons, baby. Okay, let's let's work on the next order <laughs> before we get completely derailed. So the next <laughs> order that that uh, we we I want to bring up is the first pillar order, um, which was a Titan order of the Lost Cities, and its members are actually known for numerous strategic victories throughout the solar system at the cost of their own lives. So they they kind of Pyrrhic victories on their own, and they win the battle but lose the war. And there's there's four. You mean vice versa. I, they they well, they lose the battle but they win the war because I mean. Well, they didn't win the well. Okay. The, we'll the get into that argument the, later. Yeah. The fine. war's still going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's four there's four members that we know of, and I I honestly can't remember where. I think these are actually they're all across the board on items. So there's Imonda Swale, who died in a battle in the Cosmodrome, and that is from a pair of gauntlets. I think it's the Merva, Merva Type Zero. Mervo. 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 I don't, I don't drink wine, so I don't know. I drink beer. Um, Gunvor. <laughs> Gunvor, the Dawn Caller, which I think... Did we decide that that was a defender? Um, Gunvor, I mean, it's debatable, because... The, She's called the 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 Dawn Caller, which I mean, my it's the Ward of Dawn. Yeah, I mean the Ward of Dawn. That's obviously void energy. Um, the the Ward of Dawn itself, of course, is a void energy bubble for protection. <laughs> but that when you do that, you're called a defender. She's not right, called but a that's defender. because the bubble, but the bubble dissolves people. And that's why I was saying that, like. She might have been a Titan that went ahead and possibly used the Void Energy offensively rather than mm-hmm. defensively. 
It's been full, well, of course. I mean, I'm not saying you that have this grenades. is what happened. You have grenades, and you still have your punch. I mean, the void puncher. Or, yeah, Pins, Pins just actually made the point. Dawn Collar is also a sunbreaker, because the sun breaks at dawn. Yeah, that, there's always That's, that, too. There's, there, there's a good point there. So, I good, mean, good that, call, ben. she could also be a sunbreaker that assisted um, during the six fronts, because right. that is when the first pillars fell, was during the Battle of the Six Fronts. Right. Um, and the except first pillars were their Gunvor, own Gunvor died in the Battle in the Oceans of Storms. So I think she actually died in the Great Disaster. Well, they all died in specific places. Right, right. Um, you know, Kai Ying died in the Battle of the Twilight Gap. Twilight Gap. Oh, okay, so actually, there you go, because um, Destiny's storyline is so hard to pin down, like... <laughs> I, really? I, 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 no, I'm, t- I'm telling you, it's like we're playing co- connect the dots, right? We have the field of dots. There's no, there's no numbers. We're just, we just draw lines until something comes out, and we have no idea if we're actually connecting the right dots. Exactly. Right? That's entirely the point of this chat too. It's because the more people we get looking at this field of dots, the more likely we're actually going to get the correct picture made out of it. And that's what's um, so awesome about the chat, you know. Um, oh, it, God, it's, it's... Uni, Uni, you brought it up, brother. Um, in the chat, you know, he brought up the analogy of the Destiny lore. It's like you mm-hmm. have a thousand-piece puzzle. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. You no, only have there's... 700 pieces of it. Right, so... right. And I actually, that's that's when we countered with, no, you actually have three thousand-piece puzzles, and you only have 150 pieces, but you don't know which <laughs> puzzle that you have the that's pieces to. More, yeah. And so you're forming puzzles, or you're forming pictures for three different puzzles, and you have no freaking clue what puzzle you're actually putting. Yeah, so there's, back to the first pillar. There's one more first pillar where I can get, these are, these are topics there's I There's two of them on. that we didn't go over. We didn't go uh, over Amanda Swale, or we didn't go over Luke Romania. Yeah, Amanda Swale, Amanda Swale died in the Cosmodrome. Ki Ying died in Twilight Gap, and then Luke Romaine died in the European Dead Zone. In Ch- yeah, no, 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 European Dead Zone. Yes, and those European are all from the Mervo-type armor. Except for, I think there's a first pillar mark. There is a first pillar mark, um, which just basically gives you a summary of them, and I am finding how this works on PC for the first time. Wow, why is that doing that? Oh, uh, <laughs> no! It just closed the thingy on me. I almost said a bad word again. Um, go ahead, take it away. Somebody else grab the mark real quick. <laughs> oh, I was gonna just—I was just gonna go to the Stoneborn. What are you doing? Uh, real quick, uh, note about the whole Mervo armor. All of the uh, first pillar mentions are on Mervo armor, and it's actually a commune in France. So, is it possible oh. the first pillar was? The European Dead Zone. Yeah. European. Well, I mean, they they are seem to be centered. I mean, they seem is... to be centered around Earth, and there was a specific call out for the European Dead Zone. Yeah, and I need I need to bone up on my uh, Crucible Grimoire cards, but is the the Crucible map with the uh, with the church? Is that in just the European Dead Zone? Yes, that's all. That is the says, European right? Dead Zone. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's I. Uh, yes, I think so. I don't have that. I don't. I didn't have that card ready. Okay. Uh, the first pillar mark says the many strategic victories of the first pillar order are not without cost. Basically, they are experts in pyrrhic victories, which is a 
literally a military term for you won the battle, but you died, so you lost the war. You won the battle at the cost of the war. I think you're saying that vice versa, Blue. Think about it, dude. No, it's not. Oh, my gosh. I'm totally... (laughs) Hang on. We're taking taking a a side trip through history. A Pyrrhic victory is a victory that inflicts such a devastating toll on the victor that it is tantamount to defeat. Anyone who wins a Pyrrhic victory has been victorious in some way. However, the heavy toll negates any sense of achievement or profit. Another term for this would be a hollow victory. And this stems from a battle in from King Pyrrhus of Epirus, who suffered whose army suffered irreplaceable casualties in defeating the Romans in Heraclea in two eighty BC and Asculum in two seventy nine BC during the Pyrrhic War. Um, after the latter battle, Plutarch actually was the one who I think actually coined this term. And in both of Pyrrhus's victories, the Romans suffered greater ca- casualties than Pyrrhus did. However, the Romans had a much larger supply of men from which to draw soldiers, and so their casualties did less damage to their war effect- effort than Pyrrhus's casualties did to his. Basically, there he he won the battle, but he lost the war because the Romans had a crap ton more people. And they lost they lost more people, but they also had a larger resort reservoir yeah. of people to draw from. Every loss was more costly to Right. Yeah. Suck it. Alright, well my point <laughs> is look up the definition of a battle and then look up the definition of a war. Oh no, I know. It's 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 e- a e- it's a coin and it's a coin from Roman history. It's yeah. All right, well, what I'm saying is you have the battle, which is an individual, a, a smaller piece of the puzzle, so to speak, and then you have the war, which is the puzzle. Right. right. So that that's why that's where I was getting No, at. and that's – yeah, no, no, no. It's it's correct. You're, you're, and, you're and equally correct. It's – yeah. Suck it. Um, Everyone, <laughs> everyone's right all the time. Everyone's right. All right, moving on to Stoneborn because I know they wanted to hear about the Stoneborn. The Stoneborn Order is a Titan Order that is charged with defending the city's walls. And basically, in all of the crises the city has faced since its founding, the Stoneborn Order has never failed. Bam, that's the fourth order that was at the six fronts. So we have Pilgrim Guard, Firebreak, Chain, and Stoneborn. So those are the four orders. You can't see any four orders that <laughs> were at the Battle of Six Fronts. Right? Everyone agree on that yes. one? Yes. Yeah, you are correct. Yes, I mean, that's absolutely. that's kind of how I read that. I mean, I'm reading it as those are those that were there, you know. Right. Um, now, we don't the know. The Firebreak were the ones that broke broke ranks. The Chain did not break ranks. Stoneborn has never failed. And Pilgrim Guard's been around since the beginning. So it Which makes sense that Pilgrim Guard would be there mention, because they're in... Because we've mentioned these guys twice now. We haven't thrown a shout-out to my boy Vel Tarlo. We will get there. I promise. I don't know, man. Um, this could oh, be a are, longer are, episode. Prepare no, yourselves, no. folks. No, we're going to do it. I, I have until <laughs> I have – Justin can leave early. I'm going to keep finishing because this is so much fun. <laughs> there is down, another – okay, Blue, so, now, so, now, so now there's – oh, God. It's just uh, – this is so much fun. Um, <laughs> so I have I have three three orders that I keep seeing around in, re, in different sites and – I'm going to preface this next these next three with the fact that they're unconfirmed. I don't I actually am almost certain that one of them is not in order. It's someone misreading something, but I'm going to say 
it just in case they are reading it better than I am. Yes, that one, Willie. Um, the first one is <laughs> the Hesper. Yes, I can. Oh. Hesperonauts. Um, Hesperonauts. Uh, so this is this is the fun thing. A lot of people think that Hesperonauts are an order of titans. Um, I can't disagree with you because there is actually a Titan mark well, that. Yeah, go ahead. Well, the, the Titan I'm mark is talk, actually called the Hesperonaut. Hesperonaut mark, mark. and, it and says, it's our heritage. Yeah, yeah, go, go ahead, for it, Blue. Blue. No, 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 no. You got it. You got it. Okay, our heritage is not one of war, but of exploration, which is awesome. It is. I love that. Now, the other thing about the Hesperonauts. So this is. I, I think this might be another case of dual meaning. It could be. It could not. I, I could just not. Um, so I have a note here that the mark makes me think that this might be an order. However, we know that there are Golden Age Hesperonauts, which the definite so were responsible for the terraforming of and securing of the first colonies on Venus at the dawn of the Golden Age. Now, remember, Guardians didn't exist in the Golden Age. So a Hesperonaut order could not exist for Titans because literally Titans did not exist at this point. And the the etymology of the word Hesperonaut Okay, so not is as just the same as we discussed. Traveling, yeah, a traveler, a sailor. So you have an astronaut, is the the astronomy navigator. A hesperonaut is actually a derivative of hespa. I want to uh, going off top of my Hesperus. head here. Hespa, Hesperus. Hesperus, which is Venus. It's Roman for Venus, I think. Yeah, if I'm Venus, going off. the morning star, they're all dual meanings. Right. But yeah, in our in our context, so, Venus is the applicable. Right. So it's literally a sailor of Venus. So in the same way that an astronaut or a lunanaut or an you know a aquanaut, this is a hesperonaut. And the reason that they're called hesperonauts, ironically, is because Venus had boiling oceans that the hesperonauts actually went into to to build the terraforming factories that um, terraform the planet, which is interesting on top of that because for the longest time, a lot of people made the assumption that the Traveler terraformed Venus. This confirms that it actually was not. It was actually us, humanity, who terraformed Venus and established the colonies there. So, well, fun fact about not Doesn't the grimoire for the Traveler, like, outright say that it transformed Venus Venus into a lush garden. Are you talking about Alpha Lupi? Uh, I'd have to because I think I think it I think it makes. Are a we going to get into Alpha Lupi on a Titan? No, we are not <laughs> going to get into Alpha Lupi because that uh, will go for like five hours. That w- that's going to be like a weekend. No, long I just want to say we it's not. No, 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 no. It's not an unreasonable. But like the fact that the Hesperonaut, like we have literally num- numerous claims on the Hesperonaut. Um, talking about how Hesperonauts delved into the sea of Venus. Hang on real quick, I'm pulling it up. So there's Hesperos armor, right? You have type O and type 1. Hesperos armor, it was, says that this suit was designed as an homage to the Golden Age Hesperonauts. <clears throat> and then Hesperos type 1, which is an arm, it looks like an arm for Titans, the Hesperonauts installed the terraform engines and secured Venus's first colonies. So, I mean, I think the Alpha Loopy cards might have made a nod to the observation, 
but then like Hesper, this uh, the the helmet is says at the dawn of the golden age, the Hesperonauts were the first to descend into Venus's boiling mist. So, I I don't have the Alpha Loopy cards in front of me, and even if I did, those things are like yeah, they that's, are that's super a, long. Which I mean, they're good. They're awesome. Don't get me wrong, but they are it's, amazing. It's rough fit, oh. figuring out where they fit. Okay, well, as, a side, since, as a side note... Yeah, you have... Sorry. Uh, all right, I'm, I'm just going to point out real quick, you know, you have... Um, if you have followed Destiny closely since before it even came out, originally Alpha Lupi was a female guardian who would Supposedly. give you... Um, yeah, supposedly. I'm purported, just prefacing, okay, prefacing no, again. Okay, no, touche, sir. You're right. Purportedly... Yeah, I'm going to go purportedly. I like yeah, that that's better. fine. That's fine. I'm just... just I just made that. Yep. Continue. Reportedly, in the story that, once again, this is the old story. Granted, they have taken little bits and pieces from it and thrown it into this current story. Um, the gist of what we get from the old story is definitely not what we have now. But in the in that, the, the old story that we believe to be the old story... Uh, Alpha Lupi was actually a female guardian, and you would follow her around on some missions. You would do a quest with her, which they didn't introduce quests until the Taken King again. But um, until then, you had no quests in Vanilla Destiny, or Taken King, or uh, Dark Below, or House of Wolves. But after you were finished with her quest, that's when you would get the crest of Alpha Lupi, which there are two of those. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. there's one for yes. a hunter there's, and there's yeah. one for a titan. Um, yeah. Do either of you boys got one of those pulled up? Yeah. Uh, did. Yeah, I got that. Crest. Justin does. Uh, who, Which one do you have? I have the crest. It's the titan chest. You have the chi- titan chest. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna pull up the hunter one. Whoever survives our passing does own does so only by our consent. Which, uh, dude. I, really, I mean, that sounds good. hivish, bro. Honestly. Yeah. Wait. And the hunter crest says, "You've heard every last tale of the wolf by now. None of them are true. You are the wolf." And that too, I mean. Which anybody who understands the law of the jungle, that should send shivers up your awesome. spine. I'm just saying, dude. Like, whoo. Okay. Okay. All right. So, anyway, <laughs> the next unconfirmed order, because I'm like, I, oh, oh. okay, let's move on. Uh, Gatewatch. I got nothing. I cannot find anything on Gatewatch. Um, if well, anyone's in chat who has anything, or if anyone Gatewatch is on Twitter, Gatewatch is an armor type. It is, and I exactly haven't seen is. anything that even remotely, except for one of them. <clears throat> I will. I have it. Uh, you know, it, it's an armor type. Right. And I mean, there's not any mention of orders except for one, and that right. just pretty much says follow these orders um right and it, I, it, it's on... like i said these next two so gatewatch and this next one I, I i honestly think that it might be here it is misreading um the text i but i i'm completely open for being wrong so if someone's listening if anyone's listening to the podcast um shoot us a link on twitter or email us and we'll drop our email at the end of the show but like correct us if we're if we're missing something because I couldn't find anything on Gatewatch other than the armor variations which 
like you just said, they're that's not really clear. Well, there's the one, and that's it. The only thing that mentions an order is when the enemy presses the city, the final order will always mm-hmm. be stand your ground. Which it right. That's not talking but, about it being a titan order. That's right. talking about that is your final order. That's the last thing right. you are supposed to do. Correct, um, and that's how I read it as well. So I and and again. If someone's found something else in game, you know, whatever, please, please let us know. Um, the next unconfirmed that I've seen thrown around a couple times is Agma, which is also an armor variant, and it's I think it's in the same vein that Gatewatch is, and it's a derivative of the Gatewatch pattern. Correct. As far as the armor right. goes. I, I, I think these two, I don't think, are orders. The only reason I've included them is that I've seen it in multiple places referenced as orders. So, I just mean, in case they are orders and I'm missing something. But those two, I like, I can't find anything on them. <clears throat> so. I'm not exactly seeing anything either. Yeah, and those are okay. rare armor lines, aren't they? Right, yeah. right, yeah. They're, they're yeah. Yeah, they're not, been, they're not even, like, in. legendary armor. You know, like, you have even the Firebreak have the Firebreak Eternal, which is a legendary uh, legendary artifact. But it's legendary, at least, you know, because Firebreak was awesome. And then this is another thing about the Agema, or Agema, however you want to say it. You have the, the green helmet. It says the Sun Legion Order donated this helmet for the use of newly reborn Titans. Which, to me, that kind of hints more to the fact that the Agema is more of an armor type rather than it is an order. Because why would the Sun Legion Order be donating another order's gear? Right, no, I... Yeah. Okay, so... That wraps up orders. Now we're going to go to hosts. There's three hosts, so we should wrap. We should. Ow! I'm just going to run through these really fast, <laughs> or as, as fast as I can, because I get excited about this stuff because it's just it's amazing. First up is Holborn's host. Now this is a host that um, there's an argument right now on Reddit which order what? they correlate with. Um, <laughs> no, no, in Destiny lore, my our arguments on Destiny lore and on the Cryptarchs subreddits are. Pretty good. Infinitely, they're they're amazing. I, I love all the people on those those subreddits. They're extremely polite and generally they only are there arguing for help, like to help build. Um, <laughs> so Holborn Holborn was a host that actually was predominantly active on Mars, right? Uh, and we'll talk about the Mars thing right now. The interesting thing about Holborn was that, according to Holborn's host Mark. He is genial old Horborn, led a group of guardians on several risky expeditions to Mars. So apparently this is a, a kind of a, uh, just a gent, like he's just a go-lucky guy. Like Holborn is literally friendly and cheerful, or uh, genial is literally friendly and cheerful. So he just was having a good time. Like he just, he, he was all about just being happy. Well, Holborn himself, I mean... The way he that seems... guy goes about life is so amazing. Like, I, right, um... and that's from Ghost Fragment Titans. Is the entire conversation between Holborn and you want me to? I'm trying. Don't read the whole thing, because God, what was his name? Tubark, Tubark, Tubak, yes, Tubak, and Holborn are the predominantly. Well, Tubak. yeah, there's there's actually I want to say there's 
five. There's a couple more. All right, let's yeah, see. But we two have of Holborn, them... we have Tubok. Um, Bale. Bale is on there. He's he's one of the two that have already gone searching. And okay, yeah, I... Bale and uh, Lysa have both Lysa. already been have already been out. So we actually do have. And I don't. I, we have. Four do, would right you say there. that Lysa is a Titan? She's part of the Titan host. I right. Mean, that makes I sense. Mean, well, makes she's sense. part of Holborn's host, and that could actually be the difference between hosts and orders. Now that I think about it. His orders could be they're called Titan orders. So that's right. specifically Titan. Host, host could just be a giant fire team. Yeah, just a giant fire team that's made up led by this specific Titan because we have Radagast host, we have Holborn's mm-hmm. host, and we have Jaggy's host. Jaggy's host, yep. But um I'll just go ahead and go through the more notable things. Well, cl- once again. Yeah, go ahead and do you have uh, fleet based Koros? Pulled I, up? No, I just yeah, have the Ghost Fragment Titan right I'm now. So. Oh, do you want to read the Ghost Fragment? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, go for it. Go for the uh, go for the Ghost Fragment, and then we'll read the uh, Phobos card. Well, you say you don't want me to read the whole thing, right? Okay, then let's um, read the Phobos card. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Fleet Base Chorus, Phobos. Thuria might be clear, but it's not the problem Chorus could, be, could become. Discovered by Holborn's host in association with Lord Shacks and a Red Jack fire team, Fleet Base Chorus marks the largest known Cabal orbital defense station in system. Reports have the Fleet Base under the command of a, of a triumvirate headed by one Primus Taon and his fleet battalion commanders Valus Thurn and Valus Mal. The Skyburner fleet has yet to be deployed against the city bringing Zavala the fear that the Cabal have yet to launch their core campaign. Which so, is a mission within taking King where That's the opening. get a message to the Emperor. I'm just Isn't saying. that... Fleet Base Koros was the opening story mission where you, ha- where you had the Cabal distress signal and you yeah, showed and up. He, you revisited yeah. a couple times. Um, right. But yeah, that that was the very first mission where you go there and so sad. All the crap is hit down the fan. elevator. You, you actually almost feel bad for the cabal. I did. So I'm like, I tried to shoot him the second time I ran through with my Titan, and you can't. <laughs> so I was the, like, uh, I'll, I'll mercy kill. Nope, did not. So Primus Taon is actually the cabal commander who's being taken in the regicide mission, correct? Correct. And yes. Valus Thorne and Valus Maul are actually the are Bond the brothers, sh- the Shield brothers. Yes, the Shield yes. brothers. Okay. Right. Correct. To bring it back so, to the game. Okay. Yay. So, Hol- Holborn. <laughs> so that's Holborn. Um, that's his host. And like like Willie has said, the Ghost Fragment Titan also confirms that there is a war mind and there is a war mind and one who guards it on Mars that they are after. Most people, um, stemming from the Warmind conversation that we had, you know, a while back, uh, that's been attributed to Charlemagne. We, you can go listen to that episode, because I get into that no, a lot. The next yep. host is Jaggy. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing this correctly, but... It could be Jaggy, Jaggy. Jaggy, I don't even know. Now, this Shibuki. this host is... I'm. I'm pretty sure is part of the Firebreak Order. We already kind of talked about that. They are predominantly active on Earth. Um, 
The interesting thing about Jaggy is they have a preferred armor variant that is so much fun to talk about. Their preferred armor variant is what's called the Visigoth armor variant. And this is interesting because the Visigoth were actually historically a branch of nomadic, nomadic tribes of Germanic peoples, which we call the Goths, that emerged from the groups who actually invaded the Roman Empire and sacked Rome on their own a number of times. So they, they, they not only took out Rome once, they took it out at, over and over and over. And then they went on and they settled in Spain and Portugal from the 5th and 8th centuries AD. But so, and there's actually a lot, there, there is a huge, and that's only brushing the very, 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 very tip of the Visigoth and Goth history. Um, Gothic tradition is, you know, you have architecture, you have an entire art style, you have, uh, it, it, economies that are derived off this this time in human history. It's amazing, amazing historical thing. So that that was a really fun and delve into they're that. They're actually the uh, the tribe that it just this is completely random. But if you watch the movie Gladiator, correct the the tribe in the very beginning who are speaking nonsense words in the forest. Yep, that's mm -hmm. those are the Goths. <laughs> yes, um, so. Now, Justin had mentioned the seven ghosts earlier on, and this is actually the it's kind of called the horror story of the Lost Seven. Um, and I think it's actually a mark. It's Mark of Jaggy's host. It says Jaggy's host was last seen marching south of the Cosmodrome, toward the shores of the Caspian Sea, and. Um, there is, after that, the Mark of the Lost Seven, which says, right. one by one, the ghosts of Jaggy's host return to the city. If they knew their guardian's fate, they would not reveal it. So, something bad happened to Jaggy's host. They didn't, they didn't fare well out there. Yeah, and there's... And they actually... Oh, no. no go for it. I was going to say, no, there's no, no, actually no, no, a quote in uh, Ghost Fragment Titan. Yep. Uh, the time the, the ghosts from Jaggy's host came back without them, remember... They got in that fight at some point east of the Caspian. Seven ghosts, damn near silent, buzzing with some sort of corruption, drifting back to the tower one by one. Sacred, uh, scared the speaker well enough. I remember a long time ago, Jaggy tells the story differently. And that's so, the most interesting part of that quote, dude. Right, yeah. That was just, yeah. Jaggy so was, tells the story differently. It was there. Because, well, either either he was there and he survived, or he wasn't there. And, right? But he's he's still he's still around. He almost seems like the pancake version uh, uh, of oh, a titan. Geez. Oh, you God. Know, so the way he probably hid just, in just because... and ran here's, afterwards. Yeah, here's the here's the ABCs of Willie. If somehow you manage to live, you're a coward. That's, that's no, how, how did every other single person of your order die except for you? It, it, it doesn't. It doesn't say every. It says okay, seven. purportedly. <laughs> purportedly, as far as I'm looking at it, <laughs> the only mention that any at first, if you get the mark of the law seven first, you assume okay there was seven people in Jaggy's host and they all died, but then you read the the Titan um, ghost fragment, and it's like Jaggy tells a story differently. It's like, oh, that son of a cockroach, he's alive. 
His host died, but he's alive. Why? I'll get in the pain layer, Blue. Don't start with me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I can see the chat, remember. Y'all can't get away with that stuff anymore. Um, <laughs> we will explain uh, pain and how he is uh, a titan later. That is oh, later. Oh, man. So the last the last known host is Radagast's host. Um, Radagast is also a Lord of Iron. Uh, so he, he has his own his own story. Uh, but they also are predominantly on Earth, and I would make the argument, and I think we already talked about this a little bit, make the argument that this host was also a part of the Firebreak Order. And this is actually this is where I actually almost would want to say that Jackie and Radagast might have actually been the two commanders on that Mark of the Sortie. I think they might have been the two commanders that kind of broke orders and went out and reclaimed it. Well, I mean, you also point out the fact that Jolder was a uh, possible female Titan. Oh, yeah. Jol- yeah, Jolder and um, so, Thalor were both Sunbreakers, too. So um, if, if Jolder was a female Lord of Iron, there's a good chance that... Because when you look at the Iron Banner, it's all about being forged in fire. Right. Oh, that's. Oh, I didn't think about that one. Really? Yeah, that's. Come on, blue. No, I, I'm, I'm too focused on the historical (laughs) connections. Okay, there are so many historical (laughs) connections that I'm like dying. I do do want to point out that I think a host is just a group, whereas a host could be made up of of members from different orders. But it's just a gathering. It it can, and that's the argument for Holborn. Um, there's an argument right now that Holborn is made up of Stoneborn and um, first no Stoneborn and Sun Legion. I think is the one that they were making the argument for. So, yes, but I I mean, nah, Jaggy and Radagast just screamed to me Firebreak because of the 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 terms or the see items that we have i'm one of, i'm one of those people that's like you know why a headbutt <laughs> yeah i mean and that's the that's the, and i'm also on there with you so i mean that's that's you know again my and my it uh, seems like for... saint you know he once again we got into that in the saint 14 episode mm-hmm. he's always been the crusader type anyway Right. So, but at the same note, and and to make the case against that, also Saint also had a ton of quotes about the exact opposite, about holding the wall. So I mean, because he was a defender, he you know I I still argue that he was a defender. Okay. Oh, <clears throat> okay. So those are the hosts, and then after hosts, that's when you kind of hit the fire team slash individual level. And so there's there's these known titans, and there's a lot of known titans. Um, so I kind of I kind of segregated these out in our notes. Um, there's in-game NPCs that we actually see or hear in-game, and then there's mentioned titans that are you only see through the grimoire. And I kind of want to focus on the mentioned ones if you guys are game for that. Oh, bro, you know me, Blue. Okay, Justin, you good for yeah, that? Yeah, go right in. All right, so I, I will I will I will give my nod to the in-game NPCs. We have Commander Zavala, Lord Saladin Forge, who runs the Iron Banner. Uh, most people know who Saladhead is. Lord Shax is the person who runs or the the Titan who runs the Crucible. Uh, 
the two I love it. Saladin. Yeah, two and Saladin and Shax are really good friends. Um, and then there's Oros, who Oros we don't actually see. We only hear on the Sunbreaker subclass quest. And correct me, Willie, if I'm incorrect on that. For who? I think that's the only time for Oros. That's the only time we hear her. Yes, right? that's the only time we have any mention of Oros is uh, once you get into the Sunbreaker, the actual last mission, when you unlock the forge in where the lighthouse is. Um, also, the Crucible map. Ah, somebody help me out here. Blah, 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 blah. Um, what? This, this sector the, 618? No, oh, it's on Mercury. No, no it's... Uh... Uh, oh, the the, uh, the PVP shrine? map on Vertigo. Burning Shrine. Vertigo? Or Burning Shrine. No, Burning Shrine. Burning Shrine and uh, I don't play PVP. Oh, bless your soul. Um, yeah, yeah. But Burning Shrine is also where you happen to go to is on Mercury, like the lighthouse is. Um, I do believe the one that you're talking about as well, Blue, is on Mercury. Vertigo's on Mercury. Yeah, Vertigo's on Mercury. It's just Kind of above Mercury. Um, oh, okay. Whereas I just know it's really fun yeah, to jump because no one on else Mercury. can make the jumps. But yeah, I, but the point is, when you unlock the forge, that's when Aura shows herself. Well, she doesn't show herself, but she talks, and she pretty much wants you to earn it. But she tells you that she's the third magistrate of the Sunbreaker Titan Order. Yeah, well, and quite possibly <clears throat> the most powerful Titan alive. Right. Yeah, I think, that's, that's, wasn't that's that... according to Ghost. I mean, he's a butt Right, I was about to say. I mean... Well, yeah. He opens doors really well. He does. Sometimes. You know, well, him and other ghosts. That's that's why the Traveler made them, according to some people. <laughs> you know? Open doors. That, that's about all they're good for, is opening doors. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Now, these I managed to put in alphabetical order just because, holy lord, there are a lot. <clears throat> Except for the ones that apparently I missed and people added mm-hmm. afterward. I added mm-hmm. that one. You 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 duplicated my work. Okay. First one <laughs> is Ein Suhu Asa. And this is one of the ones that we kind of already spoke about in the same vein as Pujari. I honestly don't know if this is a hunter or a striker titan. Because this individual is mentioned on both class items, and they talk about a blade dancer. Um, they talk about like a blade dancer skills, but then there's a quote on a particular item that says "fly high, strike true," and you don't have to worry about doing it again, which is like the perfect explanation for a fist of havoc. So. There's so many yeah. great quotes about being a striker titan. That I is... don't, I don't know which one is that one. That one's up in the air for me. Um, then, and so like that, that was a really fun thing to kind of hunt down. Most of these were fun for me to hunt down because of the fact that there is not a lot to find. And so, when you're hunting breadcrumbs and you actually find something, it's really exciting. So, the conversation might not be a lot for as much as I'm hyping it. 
but for the research, it was awesome because I had I basically got given a list of names from a lot of people on Reddit, and I just ran through them all, and it was IshtarCollective.net. You and Destinypedia saved my life. So Willie, I have a. Well, we already talked about him. Do you want to talk about what we talked about? Okay, so we already talked about Bale, right? Literally name dropping Ghost Fragment Titan. That's it. That's the only mention of Bale. Holborn, we already talked about. Uh, he was a genial. He was the leader of the Holborn's hosts. Joggy was the same. Jolder. Do you want to take that one, Willie? Yeah, Jolder, he was a. Oh, wow, that is not where I went yeah. to click. Did you guys see that? <laughs> <laughs> Jolder is actually interesting um, for numerous reasons. It's hinted, not confirmed, we'll say not confirmed, that she was a female Lord of Iron and that she was possibly a Sunbreaker, interestingly enough. I mean, the Iron Camelot gear goes through mm -hmm. all of the classes, um, but specifically the Iron Camelot gauntlets, thank you, Blue. Well says, yeah. Forged in Remembrance of Jolder, she whose mighty hammer taught the darkness spear. And uh, come on, who uses a hammer? Come on, guys. Right, right. <laughs> no, and, and so, and this is the this is the individual that I was saying it, when we were reading the definition of the Hammer of Soul. In the Iron Camlet Gauntlet says, Forged in Remembrance of Jolder, she whose mighty hammer taught the darkness fear. If you remember the Hammer of Soul said that your hammer hang on I of course don't have this <clears throat> well there's also it's, I do it want says to point that it will drive iron sash nope. as well you yeah. know uh <laughs> was it the, oh yeah that's the iron sash yeah 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 I thought yeah. you were talking about I, I just wanted to point out that it proves that she was definitely a titan at least I mean correct I guess oh, we're kind yeah. of spin fooling on her being a sunbreaker um well because so so, okay, I got it. So, she's whose mighty hammer taught the darkness fear, and the end of the Hammer of Soul card says, you burn with the intensity of stars, and no shadow is safe from your light. So... Yeah, but, uh... I'd be remiss if I didn't just say, this is the fun... It's the funner of the two theories, but... Her, right. her heavy machine gun is called the hammer. That's what I was waiting to say, Justin. Oh, I'm sorry. hammer is the heavy machine gun. And I also um, believe it's pronounced it Yodler. It's it's pronounced Yodler. Yodler, Yodler, only if you, Yodler. Yep, there it is. I was about to say, I was only <laughs> going to accept that if one of you did it. Um, oh, I could do that forever, then, but I don't think anybody would like it. So, I mean. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so with Justin successfully popping my spin foil bubble. No, I didn't pop one. it. I didn't pop it. <laughs> I just know the nature of things and I know someone's yeah, there. Hey, no, no, it's it's hammer. true. It's true. <laughs> I I Thalor Thalor for me is more more definitive. But okay, so we I will let Willie take the stage on this next person. Okay, after you Joler, we have mm -hmm. one of my personal favorite Titans of all. <laughs> Kabir the Legionless, and I always used to call him Kabar. So <laughs> when I say it's Jolder, 
instead of yole yole yole. <laughs> Do not quote me on that. I could be wrong. Kabir, very famous tight. We all know him as the leader. And oh, you shut your faces. It is my time <laughs> no, now. That was... Sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, one of the famous quotes for him is, "He fought the Fex alone. This destroyed him." Kabir is the famous titan that led the Vault of Glass. The probably not the first, but the most significant because he changed history for the Vault of Glass. Um, he fashioned armor out of the Vex, which kind of assimilated him, as we gathered in chat, like uh, like a Borg would in Star Trek, which I'm not a Trekkie by any means, but I know that the Borg simulated people. Assimilated. And uh, he talks about how they get in his blood and brain. But... One thing Kabir does before he is no longer Kabir is he takes the last of his light, living flesh of the Vex, and he creates a shield that we call the Aegis, which, I mean, Bungie's known for putting in Greek uh, mythology as well as plenty of other mythology into their games. You know, look at the Molnir armor for Halo. I mean, it's Molnir. We all know who Molnir is. That's the hammer for Thor. So, it, it's no surprise that they have <coughs> harpies are one of the main enemies, and inside here, they're oracles. Um, <coughs> Templar is one of the main enemies. TLDR, we're getting back to Kabir. He fought the Vex alone, but somehow they didn't kill him. He consumed their technology like fire, fashioning armor from their remnants. In the aftermath, he became obsessed with the machines. He was claimed by the Vault. His armor and his myth are all that remain. And uh, the the two people that we know went in there with him are our friend Pancake, who is smart but cowardly. And, and loves squids. He he is. He's a... Uh, what is the word that we came up with? Uh, cephalophile. Ce he, cephalophile, yeah. He is a cephalophile. Uh, yeah, Pens, I'm pretty sure I said Molnir. I totally said that. I nailed it. Oh, so. don't screw <laughs> up on that. <laughs> Pens will get you. <laughs> oh, so... And then... Pancake, and then of course there was Praetith, who was a warlock, is a warlock. Depends on what timeline you're in. We'll get into that come next week. Then, do we want to uh, <laughs> include, not to derail you, Willie, but um, just not a confirmed by any means, but Wei Ning showing up on the on the Titan Mark from the Vault of Glass? Well, just, I mean, Osiris shows up on the as Warlock a, as a possible. So, I mean, yeah. And neither one of them was wiped from time. But then yeah. you have the argument that there's a statue of a certain person for the hive that the statue You mean still the speaker? Exists. No. Not the <laughs> uh -uh. I see what you did there, Blue. Don't feel bad. Mm, I'm going to go ahead and say no. <laughs> you sh sh you've already per you already burst all the other spin foils, so you know what? 
You 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 have no more vetoes. Why on the that. hell would Nokus be the speaker? There, I said it. I <laughs> because said it. it's just a fun theory. <laughs> it's like that's the Payan theory, though. Which Payan was a Titan confirmed. I don't care what anybody says. I'll get into that later. He um, was also part of the Nine and was a Warmind. Oh, he's done plenty of other things too. Um, <laughs> Payan was a jack of all trades. Honestly. You want to look at who was truly the hero of all of the things that are destiny? Look at Payan. He's done. Payan so... is the legend that we are all seeking to become. Exactly. I mean, at the end of Destiny Ten, assume or we'll say Destiny Five, assuming that they're doing two years of each game. At the end, they're going to automatically change your gamer tag or your PSN to Payan. Oh, no, that, that's what I was just about to say, is that would be the best ending. <laughs> it's like at the end of it, they're like, you have become legend. You have become paying. I'm just saying. Uh, Luke Smith, come on. This Make is it getting paying full. <laughs> <laughs> you okay. know what? What's paying full is that damn corny what you're doing. What you're hey, doing. Easy. easy, sir. Hey, hey, uh, show your face when you talk to me. How <laughs> um, that? Kashin, I'm sorry. About... Don't don't hate me. You're, okay. You're talking about all these Titans, you're not talking about my favorite. Luke Romain? No. no not... <laughs> he sounds... It, 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 I, okay, I'm sorry. Did anyone else catch that? Because he makes me sound... He, he sounds like a salad. Yeah, yeah. This is... Wait, what? Luke Just Romain. Just because his last name's Romain, he's a salad? Really? Yeah, his oh, his first name should have been Kale. Um, <laughs> no. And rice. Are you done with Are you done with Kaber? I, are you done with Are you done with Kabir? Kabir. Which Kabir is? Yeah, um, I'll finish up on. He's uh, yeah. he's made of Vex milk stout. Vex no, and milk the thing stout. I love about Kabir is the fact that he's not confirmed dead. Which I mean, you could say the or, same for Pan or and everything well, else. Yeah, you room. could say the same for Pan, but. <laughs> What I meant to say instead of paying was uh, Pradith. (laughs) 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 And we all know that Pradith, I mean, the only only flavor that we had on Pradith was (laughs) was flavor text on the weapons that he crafted. That's that's the thing. We had... Kabir made the armor, but Pradith made the weapons in the Vault of Glass, which I did I say Payton again? I meant... No, you said you, you okay. got it. <laughs> I would have I'm gonna have to mute my mic if you keep doing Freudian slips yeah, like this. I don't think you know where Payton ends and you begin. Pins Pins is about to knock himself out in chat over here. <laughs> oh my god. Pins, I hope you brought that was like about the best okay. that was the best slip ever. Pradith made weapons, okay? So, that, that, that's what Pradith, we're going to Pradith made songs, okay? Get it straight, Willie. Are you and done with Capayan? Capayan. Yes, yes. Justin, I'm done with Capayan. You go ahead, brother. Can we talk about the best Titan ever? Um, we just said Luke, Luke Saladhead no, is not... No, not, no. Like, who, who we... Oh, Luke Romaine equals Lord Saladhead. Saladin. Yeah, did no one else make that oh. connection? 
<laughs> no, um, <laughs> oh, waning, waning is the best. No, we're not. We're, ever. Waning is like at the very bottom of this. She's at the. We'll, we'll, we, we, we gotta get. We're, to we're going in alphabetical though. order, Justin. We gotta get to waning order. Oh, Dustin just made the greatest point. Payne actually wrote the Alpha Loopy song. Oh, I thought Dustin wrote the Alpha Loopy song. Dustin is going to write the Alpha okay. Loopy song. He's going to take inspiration from Payne. Okay. <clears throat> All right, let's back back on track. Lysa is the next Titan that we have on here. Well, actually, Luke Luke Romain, which we already talked about. He was a first pillar um, on the wine bottle armor. And then Lysa, you know, it's, uh, the other name drop in Ghost Fragment, Titan. I think she was with Bale. They were going to catch up with them. Radagas, Lord of Iron. Um, I could probably. We need to do an episode on Radagas, and we need to do an episode on Kabir, and we need to do an episode on. We need to do a pretty much any of the end game up in end game Titans because Radagas alone. Well, we could, we could do one on all forever. the Lords of Iron, and that would probably well, have to be a two-weeker. I've actually yeah. got a good idea, guys. It just came to me. Oh, no. For our for our official listeners, just like Guardian Radio does EBD, Everything But Destiny, we could do EBO, Everything But Organized, and we could have, like, no topic whatsoever. I thought you were going a completely different direction. <laughs> I was like, I'm out. If you're saying Everything But Osiris, I'm done. No, no, Everything But Organized. No show notes. <laughs> no, no, that that would go like no, that would go like five hours, and it would just be us laughing. Well, okay, fair enough. Okay, we'll talk about that. That's a really good, interesting. Um, Saint fourteen. We did episode three of Focus Fire Chat on Saint fourteen. Um, he has a really cool mohawk, and he's a Defender Titan. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> Segoth. Segoth? Is that how you pronounce that name? Yeah. We have one item, and it's a it's a rather important item. It's his head. <laughs> um, he was also a Lord of Iron. He is no longer a Lord of Iron, nope. as we have his head. And, Justin, do you have that pulled up? Uh, if no. he doesn't, then um, you brought up Saint-14, so let's backtrack to that. No lord. So, Pan. <laughs> oh god. There oh, is no. a quote from Saint Fourteen this is... where it says a singer came to me and he said, You protect me and I do nothing. And I told him, You're a singer, so sing. And he understood. So, once again, we go back to the very original Payan argument that I had. Yeah, you bang your head on the desk. Pins, pins. For those for those listening, pins has spent the last I don't know how long typing in head desk, head desk, head desk in the chat, and now I have a solid wall of head desk comments in my in the Twitch chat. So that's what we're referencing for pins giving himself a concussion. Okay, so, so anyway. Segoth's head. Nope, okay. Yeah, All right. let me Continue. finish this real quick. I'll be brief, I promise. So, as we all know, that's where pain comes from. Pain to, not for, not of, not about, pain to Saint-14, plenty of quotes. 
Um, he went into the demon light. In the end, he was brighter. Uh, was there ever a guardian so beloved by the city? <laughs> I love you, Mubot. Even though want to get some burgers. Answer. So, anyway, paying. Think about a bard to a knight, because Saint fourteen saints, knights, templars, blah blah blah, crusades. I'm just saying, throwing that out there. So Payne started out as Saint fourteen's bard, so to speak, which you know he's saying Payne's to, and I guess about Saint fourteen. It seemed like to me the. Uh, he stepped into the demon light and then he came out brighter. It was more about Osiris, but that's besides the point. We'll get there later. Um, well, another time, I guess I should say, because I don't want to hold Justin up too late. <laughs> Let's say Payton went ahead and graduated. He went from becoming Saint Fourteen's bard to his squire. And then, what do <laughs> squires do when it comes to knights? They learn from them. Okay. So he ends up learning. He's a squire. He is the uh, he he is the Padawan to Saints Obi Wan. What happens eventually? You get upgraded. So Pan ends up going from being a squire to being one of his equals, a Titan, a mighty Titan, just like Saint Fourteen. Had but a kill, one one hit, one kill. So there you go. That is how pay and transcend from a simple villager in the city that knew how to sing to a squire that was learning how to control the light as a titan to becoming a master of the light as a titan. Paying as a titan confirmed. I'm done. Go on. That's the pay and theory for the week. <laughs> so he got his PhD. If you knew He's, how much time I spent on that, you wouldn't have This is this is apparently for anyone who's who's like you know actually following this this whole thing. <laughs> this is this is Willie's dragon theory. Okay. <laughs> Willie yeah. has probably spent more time on well no he's probably spent as much time on the 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 pay-in storyline yeah. as Justin has spent on, his on the dragon, dragon theory. theory. Yeah. But I will I'll put it this way: there's a little bit more meat on the dragon. Bone. <laughs> Than there is. I don't here. know. I, have you seen Payan? I don't he, know. He might be pretty that. chunky. He did headbutt somebody, apparently. Um, okay, so Segoth's head. Yeah, I've actually got it. I've got it, Willie. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. Sure you have you have it have it. By now. Don't you give have him another opening. Segoth's uh, uh, head. Thought we formed a banner to fight the darkness, not ourselves. Just don't bode well, is all I'm saying. Gellion. Very confusing. If you ask me. Well, so so apparently the Lords of Iron, right, the Lords of Iron were the defenders of the city throughout the Battle of the Six Fronts and during the building of its walls. Some of the they, they comprised of all the classes, real quick. Just a real quick explanation. We keep saying Lords of Iron. We never actually defined it. Um, these were people who, or these were guardians who began their renown in the Battle of the Six Fronts for the defense and for like just amazing feats of battle. Uh, the bond between the iron Lords was said to be unbreakable, but there at, well, there was at some time after the raising of the walls, this, the relationship between them fell apart and basically events describing the fall of the iron Lords. They, while they're not clearly documented, it does seem, I think it want to say that Scory 
is the last one remaining. And this is also the basis of the Iron Banner that Saladhead or Lord Saladin Forge runs to test Guardians in an environment that's, quote, less forgiving than the regular Crucible in tribute to the Lords of Iron, end quote. So, when we say Lords of Iron, that's that's where we're... Well, there, I there mean, are you, you go into nine, it. Nine? Nine Lords? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, nine Lords. So, we have three... Three from each class, yeah, I believe. Yeah, it's, yep. So, and we can assume um, that I think I think we can assume anyway that Gellion was actually a uh, hunter. From Gellion yeah. was a hunter. Gellion, Perun, and Ephrodite. Ephrodite. Ephrodite was most definitely a hunter. She was a badass sniper. Yeah, she was. Um, yeah, we learn a lot about her sniping skills. You can't you can't even compare. Well, the artifact for her is her eye. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, and then you have Sagoth's head. Yeah, it's every time she pulled a trigger, an enemy of the city died. And then you have, like, Gellion. That one. For Gellion, there's the Iron Camelot cloak, which it seemed like, once again, the Iron Camelot gear kind of is the roundabout gear for all of the Lords of Iron. Says mm-hmm. Forge and Remembrance right. of Gellion, he who was a true guardian to the people. Which showed he had also, uh, Titan-like, Titan-like characteristics. Right. Well, and the Lords of Iron, like you know, they were they were the the epitome of the defense guard, like the guardians who were defending the city at that time. Which is curious that Saint Fourteen and Osiris weren't in that mix, but maybe that maybe there is. I think there's reason for that. Which believe... right, I mean, there's there's obviously for Osiris, there's political reason. Um, well, but Saint, it just seems like odd that Saint wouldn't be in there. Well, when you go with a certain theory, I'm not going to get too far into. That would be why Saint's not in there oh, as well. Oh, yeah. Okay. I yeah. You know. Okay. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Um, the next the next Titan is I love you too, Silamar. <laughs> Silamar. The really the only reference to him is the Iron Camelot helm. Which is an amazing, it's just awesome helmet. I want that helmet. Um, but it says, Forged in remembrance of Silamar, he who was the last city's first wall. Which makes me want to call him a defender. Makes me want to call him Pilgrim Guard. Well, or, or Pilgrim Guard, yeah. I mean, Pilgrim Guard, <laughs> but I also think that he was, I mean, the fact that he what he who was I'm the sorry. last city's first wall. Not Pilgrim Guard, first pillar, correct? Oh, first pillar. Well, except he's he was alive long enough to be in the Iron Banner. Yeah. Damn well, you, I mean... Grimoire continuity. <laughs> oh, there's continuity. It's just connect connectivity that there isn't. You um, know. guys, I'm going to have to bail. So no. let me do right. my shout outs ahead of schedule. And then you guys can Go for continue it. this Make beautiful sh- spin oh. you got going on. You need to do some of the shout-outs I threw into you for the nine. Oh, Because Lord. I thought no. that they were here, and it turns out no one that should, I was wrong. No one should ever read those, ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, uh, just very basic um, shout-outs this week. Um, DOD Chatterwhite White Crew, uh, you guys are awesome. 
uh, Wei Ning. Um, you guys have to read the quote about Wei Ning giving you a hug. Because that's I've been waiting this whole episode to read that. And Willie took that from me. Um, live chat. You guys are awesome. Thanks for coming out. And uh, big shout out to young Gavin Sane for crushing his belt test. He's now an orange belt, and he officially beat me up. So way to go, little man. And uh, you guys, Willie and Blue, have a good one. And, yes, my mom, Willie. My mom is awesome. Um, <laughs> Our show notes get interesting near the yes. end of the show. I'm just going to say that. That's a, that's like a show unto itself. But thanks, guys. I'm uh, sorry I got to run. Thanks for moving the time for me. Thanks, everybody, for coming yep. out and, and watching us early. Uh, we should be back next week at our regular time. So uh, I will catch you guys on the other side. And the Justin marches on. <laughs> All right. You want to go on with Thalor? Which lore? Thalor. Oh, Thalor. Okay. Um, the interesting thing about Thalor is we actually do not have a lot about him. And I'm still getting used to Microsoft Edge, but that's besides the point. Um, but Thalor apparently spent a good amount of time in the Crucible, from what we can gather. But there is one person that he could not topple, and that is one person that we have talked about before, who would be the infamous Dredgen Yor. Mm-hmm. Um, the only piece that actually I want to say gives the same thing about Thalor is his Golden Maul, which right. is a uh, Titan Mark. And it says, for exact words, the legendary Mark of Thalor, a victor in the Crucible. Now, Thalor, his Mark, when you look at it, to me, it looks more like an axe, which, if you go by the theory that the the Sunbreakers' hammers look different depending on the mm-hmm. Titan, yeah, he was definitely a Sunbreaker. Well, and the other the other thing is a maul is generally a large, heavy hammer, but there is a variation of a maul in which is used to split wood and that is a axe like hammer so it's got a ha- it's got it and this is a double axe which is weird because it's like battle axe picture but whatever we'll call it a mall <laughs> but it's um there there's an axe head on one side and then the hammer head on the other and so what you do is you know generally you would swing the axe the wedge into the log and then you'd use a sledge to drive it further and split the wood so but usually a maul is a giant. It's like a you take a sledgehammer and you multiply it by ten, and that's a maul. It's also a term for what happens when wild animals attack you. But that's a different spell. Well, no, actually, it's the same spelling. Um, now, but what there that's, is that's, a different I, spelling I think... for is Thalor. Right. Because uh, blue, I'm sure you already have the one with the e equipped. Whereas in, uh, we have the one with an O here in Destiny, which, once again, Bungie is known to put mythology into 
like actual Greek Roman myth mythology into all the all the games they do here. I don't mm. want to try to pronounce the other word that starts with an M because pens will murder me because I did a bad job last time. <laughs> Trying, yeah, the the Molnar. Um, uh, I think Penn said you're not supposed to say Molnar. You're not supposed to say Molnar. It's Molnar. I thought it was Molnar. I thought he said it was like Mjolnar. Penn, Penn's put the I have it. I have it. I have to scroll through a novel's worth of head desk. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there was there was a little bit of head ass stuff, especially during the explanation of uh, how pain came to be. But we have the N O Y B mark, which says mm -hmm. one day in the crucible tells you everything you need to know about a guardian, even yourself. That's a direct quote quote from Thalor. Um course, his golden mark says that he was a victor in the crucible. The most interesting uh, was it the Panion mark or the mark of contention? Yeah, contention. I think it was contention. I'm going to click on that one. Yep, that's it. The mighty Thalor was invincible in the crucible until Dredgen Yor mm -hmm. and his thorn. Mjolnir. Right, okay. I think is what Pence is trying to say here. Mjolnir. Oh, okay. <laughs> Kashin, this would be nothing without Pence. <laughs> Pence's Pins, response is amazing. <laughs> Kashin asks, Pence, what would this podcast do without you? Pence's response, run smoother. Not False. pronouncing things correctly. False. <laughs> Um, yes, Unisys. Each pixel would slide off our monitors without pins. That is correct, um, piece by piece. But um, well, we wouldn't have been able to give you the awesome Halo episode either. Th there's the debate with Thalor uh, that we had for a little bit there, mm -hmm. where I mean, my personal belief because of the lore behind Thorn and Dredgen is that this is where Thalor fell for the last time, because. The thorn is known to drain the light from guardians, from what I'm gathering from the lore. So, there's so much debate behind that, I probably shouldn't even get into it. Uh, we'll get into that another time. Let me not do that. <clears throat> so, like you are saying, we had Thalor. I will we'll move on to, if we do another dredgen... I don't think right. Yeah, if we if we do another one, well, of those, if we do, we'll dig it. If we do a dredged, and we're probably gonna have to do a multi-part. I'm just saying that, that's because I mean that's gonna be one of those longer ones. And then I see after that you had a two box up, which mm -hmm. two box only mentioned in one card, which right. is the Ghost Fragment Titan. Um, he was the second in command for Hallborn's host, and even there. I mean, it shows that one of the things that we were considering a Titan Order earlier is more of a armor pattern than anything. I'm going to go ahead and pull that card back up real quick. 
Yeah, it's he's telling uh, possibly he is possibly telling why is that right there? God bless America. Justin leaves and everything turns to crap. Tubac. I mean, this this could be just a back and forth between Tubac and uh, Holborn. We know Holborn's definitely one right. of the parties. You know, tighten that strap. Yeah. The guard brace is loose. Could slip. Huh. It's new. Agima. Type 1. How's it hold up? I tried using Agima at the gap, remember? It didn't... Well, what's this? A ghost! Yes! Like be with you! Like, these guys get all excited when they see the ghost. I love I know. That's so it's what... I mean, like, that's exactly how I read it, too. Is Holborn's like this, like, Oh! Oh, he's like, yes, like, I found Waldo. Distraction. Waldo's here, guys. A distraction. <laughs> it's so amazing. I love it, dude. Like, Holborn seemed like such an excitable guy, and I can't wait. I'm hoping they get more. Well, and, and like, we know that he's a good natured, like, he's he's genial. Well, I mean, so. yeah, there's no saying that ghosts appreciate manners, but, you know, right after a yes, light be with you. Excuse me, little ghost. Tubak. Pass me my helmet. Thank you. Little ghost, what are you doing here? It's just looking around. Where's your guardian? I don't think it has one. Well, any servant of the light is welcome among us. We are Holborn's host, and I am Holborn, the city's hand on Mars. And, I mean, just the whole... Do you want me to not read the whole card or shit. I just No, go for it. Go for All it. Alright, here it. we go. Where's your guardian? I don't think it has one. Well, any servant of light is welcome among us. We are Holborn's host, and I am Holborn. The city's hand on Mars. Tubac. That's Tubac, my second. One of the finest types of the city. Now, see here, little ghost, on my shoulder? That's the mark of Holborn's host. Record it. The twelve-pointed star. One for each of the... Ah, oh, well. Off it goes. It doesn't look well. We should get moving. <laughs> a ghost without a guardian. I remember when I was risen, you know. When I awoke and saw the wreckage, to see my ghost hovering there. It's light in my eyes like an angel. And it said... This story again. Disrespectful, youngster. Hold on one second. No worries. I had to uh, the wife in real quick. All right, so back to Holborn. Disrespectful youngster. Youngster, I could be older than you, Teven. Which is where we find out, you know, a third party of the Holborn Tosas, Teven, or Tyven. Mm -hmm. I'm sure Pens will correct me soon. Um, true. The guard brace is fine now. Stop worrying at it. Will you take the Jigoku? Thought I'd take the long rifle. Bale has a Joku. Good. That ghost. What do you think's wrong with it? It's echoing something ancient. An old earth language. You know what that ghost reminds me of? Flitting about over there? I don't. The time ghosts from Jaggy's host came back f without them. Remember? It had that fight at some point east in the Caspian. 
Seven ghosts, damn near silent, buzzing with some sort of corruption, drifting back to the tower, one by one. Scared the speaker well enough. I remember, a long time ago, Jaggy tells the story differently. Well, we all grow old, in our own way. Little ghost, come back here. It's not going to make it wherever it's going. I want to talk to it. Little ghost. Lisa and Bale are probably there already. Cabal moves slowly. We have time. But the warlocks have had a vision. Yes, that new one. What's her name? Angora? Ikora. <laughs> Love that shit. It's stuff right there. She's always been hasty. I've faced these cabal before. I know I'm like my own armor. Message from Lisa. At the Dust Palace now. All quiet. See? All quiet. Why not come with us, little ghost? We're looking for the old war mind here. And the one that guards it. So, I mean, you, you get a lot of character from Holborn there. I love it, dude. Right. I mean, he just... The other... Oh. No, go for it, go for it. I was just going to say that he seems like one of the most excitable titans that I've ever heard of in the story so far. Oh, I totally, yeah, like, he's almost like Cade level. Like, I can hear that in a Cade-like voice. Like, Agora? Oh, Ikora. Yeah, that person. <laughs> yeah, he's like that Like one. that, oh my gosh. So um, great. The other, the other fun part that we talked about in chat is this ghost is... Okay. Not confirmed, but rather logically, big. it's not a huge logical leap to assume that this is Jaren Ward's ghost. Um, the last time we see him in the Dragon Yor Jaren Ward storyline, he is wandering away, left alone on a red planet, and we're on Mars now, and he is speaking an ancient Earth language, and in the last card that you see him confront Yor, he speaks a language that your comments has no one had he is surprised that had not been forgotten oh do you do we really want to get into dredging your right now no no we're not getting into it i just every time i read this card that, well, that connection it, is reiterated all right well we'll go ahead and say at least this um that's what dredging your is it's part of the old language his name means eternal right abyss. uh yes and um you know, that's where he was surprised that the ghost would actually recognize that that's what his name means. But, you know, not too surprised because he's dredging, and I'm not going to say the words I want to say. <laughs> so. Okay. So, that was Tubak, and now we're going to talk about Veltarlo really quick. Um, Veltarlo was obviously the member of the first Crota Fire team. He was also on the Pilgrim Guard. He was in the Pilgrim Guard order. He was a very he was he was recruited almost immediately after being reborn. And then he was I think we conf I think we have confirmation on this, but it kind of got really confusing a bit. Apparently there's a theory that he was killed by Alok Hull, the Dark Blade. But then I seem to remember other parts where he where it says that he was overrun by Thrall. Well, the, and the, the original wizard. story that we had on Veltarlo, which I mean, 
Vel when you go into his lore, um, which a lot of it has to do while he was on the first Crow to Fire team. A lot of it, ha he's pretty brash, almost like a, your typical Titan. You know, what separates him is the fact that he was part of the Pilgrim Guard. So, you know, he was one of the first that would protect citizens and bring them to the city. Um, and we didn't find that out until the Taken King, by the way. Originally, um, we didn't hear about Vel Tarlo until the Dark Below. And in the Dark Below, we find out he was... Was he one of two Titans, or was he the only Titan in the first Protofire? He was the only Titan. Yeah, he was the only Titan. Uh, you had Omar, a guy was a hunter. Of course, Ariana 2, or... Yeah, no, not Ariana 2. Ari yeah, no. Ari yeah, 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 no, 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 you're right. Ariana 3 of the Praxic Fire. She was a hunter. Um, who, she was... Very good friends with Waning, by the way. Uh, I would say that there was a little bit more than just friendship. Uh, that could be debated, but yeah. Yeah, I, it, it can I, be. I it can be, but it, well. it, it, like, it definitely kind of, like, her goodbye and her, like, complete and utter obsessive revenge need. Yeah, it gives me was... a Chiomi and Sundaresh vibe, you know? Right, that's exactly what I was thinking. Um, we know they're both female, but at the same time, that doesn't matter, you know. It is what it is. Um, but other than those two, of course, there was Tolan the Shattered, who is still alive, but very dead. <laughs> oh, the quiddity of death. Just, just let go. Hey, he got his song. He got what he wanted when it comes down to it. And, right. of course, there's Eris Morn, who is alive and not dead. But she does see some pretty weird stuff and hear some pretty weird stuff uh, with the hive eyes that she has. There was also... Did I say Omar Gal already? Omar. Uh, no, but he was an awesome, awesome he had a very, hunter. He had the most brutal death of all of them, dude. Um, oh, yeah. He like, totally I did. felt so bad for Omar when I read his, uh, his demise. I was like, holy crap. I bet you he wishes well, he was Vel. <laughs> well, and the reason why he died the way he died was it was revenge for what Ariana had done to the yeah to the to the wizard, wizard the wizard that she had captured. It was actually the exact same way that she had killed the wizard. They killed and Omar. There was one that was Saimota. That's the other one that I'm Saimota. not thinking about. Yeah, Sai was awesome. Yeah, dude, Sai was like. <laughs> She was like the replacement for Wei Ning for Ariana is like the feeling I got like Yeah, I I would agree with that. And she was also um Eris's mentor. Yeah, like Saimota was a pretty awesome once again hunter. So you had what, three hunters, two warlocks and a Titan. And uh Yeah. That's not a great combination. No, I mean I like to take two two and two into a into a raid, but that's just me personally. And I want to say I'm looking for it right now. It's actually the mark of the hidden, I want to say it is. Mm-hmm. Where it says that Veltarlo fell to Varric and Erthal for the last time. Well, you know, it said, at the well, the mark of the hidden says, <clears throat> and with the lone strength of the titan Veltarlo, we felt invincible. Okay, which just also goes to show how 
Well, there was only one. I'm trying to look. Yeah, he was... It was the mark of... No, but I do love the mark of the spawn for Vel. Yeah. It's not an Acolyte's loincloth. <laughs> it's the spoils of war. You know, it's like... Ah, ah this, this is mine. This is my trophy. I'm totally taking this. This is mine now. I love that, he's, dude. He's also the Nightbone Guard has the best one of the good quotes. There's nothing more satisfying than feeding a knight a shard of their own. Because he's the one that was like, there would be no greater honor than picking up their sword and killing them with it. Oh, yeah, in the uh, in one of the Coda cards for the Dark Below. Um, he's all about business. And I mean, Tarla was also well, very victory. Blunt. Right. You know, he like, was all about victory, not not vengeance. That was his. He like he and Ariana got in arguments about that too. It seemed. Well, one of the things I loved between him and Ariana was the exchange when she tried to call the blades of Crota just knights. Oh and God! He's yeah. like that's like calling you a tin can. <laughs> and you can tell she gets she offended. Just tell she. Yeah, I know. I was about to say she could tell she's just like so offended by it. He's like, oh my. You know, my point is, no, they're not just knights. You know, just like you're not just a tin can. You're, you're Ariana. These guys, they're something special. Which I think that's actually the same card that we're talking about, Blue. Um, even though I'm not on it right now, I just remember it because I'm looking for it. <clears throat> I'm looking for it right now. Which we do have the Tarlow mark, which once again mm -hmm. shows how much they dependent on its strength. It says the stalwart heart of the team. May his light find its rest. And uh, I'm looking for, because I can't remember. I know there is a piece of armor that talks about Varrock and her all taking. Oh, it's the Cloak of the Dusk Torn. That's what it is. No, oh. that's Saimota. That's a cloak. So it's the Mark of the Dusk Torn, if I can find it. If you find it before me, Blue, feel free to shoot off. I'm looking for the. I just found the tin can conversation. I love the tin can. Which is it's hilarious it conversation. Great. Because I'm not finding it right offhand. <clears throat> you said the the dust torn. Yeah, dust. Let's see what we got. Dust torn uh, mm -hmm. mark. Or it might be mark yeah. of the dust torn. No, because that one was. I just read that one. Hang on. Bear with us. Mark of the Dusk Render? No. No, not Dusk Render. All right, let me go ahead and I'll look it up real quick. I thought you might have had it pulled up and all because your notes are amazing. If I could do this on a laptop every week, <laughs> like I would be so on point. It's ridiculous. The problem is for this week, just so you guys know, um, I pulled up the wrong week. I pulled up last week's notes. So that kind of threw me off a little bit. It's the mark of the dusk born, not torn. Oh, yep. I, and just, it says, I literally just found it. We had called her Varrock, and it was her and her thrall that finally overwhelmed him, which is Eris talking well, about okay. Bell. Now, well, but, okay, so here, oh, because it's a Titan class item. It is a Titan class I was going to say, first hey, get. and I'm going keep 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 going. I have a theory, and I'm going to. Well, my thing that kills quick. me about the the whole Vel thing most of all is like 
when I first started playing Destiny and Vanilla Destiny, you know, he's just this titan that has no name that's laying there when you do the uh, We've Awoken the Hive Nation. <laughs> Except according to the developers, that's that's not him. And it kills me, because there's a mission, I can't remember what the name of it is, but while you're doing it, you're going through that valley. Right, yeah. It, and they, yeah. she says that's where Vel fell. So, I mean, I thought at that point that the Bungie developers had finally said, oh, look at how everybody wants to know who he is. Let's give this guy background story. And then Luke Smith and under like 10 seconds or 5 seconds was just like no you're wrong that's that's somebody else kind of kind of got me but it is what it is so oh <laughs> what are you banging See, on I'm, is that your head on I'm, the desk? I'm thinking no no that was <laughs> okay so so Mark of the Duskborn, right, it says, we called her Varok, and it was her and her thrall that finally overwhelmed him. Well, Omar, in Heart of Crota, says, it is her blood that feeds their fury. I thought Omar dead until I heard his screams. I followed them down to the darkest night of the caverns below. What I saw, what I witnessed, all we fear, or what I saw, I witnessed all we fear, the villainy of the hive on full display. Among a sea of cocoons and surrounded by thousands of more freshly spawned hordes, the heart held Omar's broken body in a vice of bone and pain. She was peeling the light from his body. How, I can't imagine, and I have tried. Tendrils of luminance tore away like flesh. With every strand, Omar's scream cut the dark and was met with a chittering chorus from the unborn. I can't say if they were feeding off the light itself or the pain, but my guess is both. Somehow both. I, I almost want to say that the Duskborn is actually talking about Omar. Which one was that again? The the Mark of the Duskborn? I want to say that the the person that got overwhelmed in the Duskborn was actually Omar. No, because there's the Cloak Not of the Duskborn. Which, I mean, says, I'll remember the light, will it remember me? And that's actually that's, that's a from Sai Mota. Interesting. Right, because that was when she um, she busted out blade dancing with the bones of the hive. Oh, you're you're gonna make me dig into this now, aren't you, Blue? I'm just saying. I think the Duskborn is actually a comment about Omar, not Vel, because we know Vel was killed by Alakal from the. Um, we don't know that. That's dark blade. The dark blade. Helm. It's assumed. It is assumed is what it is. Well, okay. Okay, it is assumed, but there is a clearer assumption on that than there is that says that the Duskborn is about Vel. Yeah, I mean, because the Darkblade it doesn't, Helm... It doesn't have Vel. What it says is, Alakul, the Darkblade, is laid low, and thus mm -hmm. Vel Tarlo is avenged. Which, um, I want to say it was Dragon. I can't remember who right. brought it I, up in the chat yeah. that they could have been lovers or something. Um, well, no, Alec Hall was lovers with um, Varrock. Yeah, with Varrock. I think, I think it was Varrock. I think it was Varrock. Which, I mean, that that would, I guess, kind of tie... Uh, hang on, hang on. See, now we're gonna now we're gonna take a tail. Now we're gonna take a tangent dive. Yeah, absolutely. We're gonna have to do it now, because I mean, uh, we do have for the Sunless Cell Strike sealing the blade mission. It does say, the wardens you seek are famous devourers of the light. Each has its own heinous preference. T 
together they guard the sunless cell where a la cool the dark blade languishes and there's another thing that I wanted to point out where um okay yeah it's the sunless cell item it says move swiftly okay, yeah, about to... with the orcs incapacitated a la cool is the prime candidate to assume the taken throne so right I mean at this point yeah orcs is dead but they pick Alakul over um, Zavathun or Zivurath. Well, because if you remember, Zavathun and Zivurath are missing. We don't know where they are, and they don't know. Just, I mean, Zavathun was like the "screw you guys, I'm going home," and jumped into a dark or black hole. And Zivurath was like, "I'm just..." Or no, yeah, who jumped? Was it? I think it was Sabathun jumped into the black hole, and Zivirath was like, I'm just going to go over here and make my own space, and, like, wandered Like, they don't know where the sisters are. Right? So they, right. I mean, technically, the sisters would be, quote-unquote, the... Ah, oh God, I can't... I think it was an in-game comment. But, anyways, back to Titans. Well, Veltarlo I do want to point out was real killed. quick, because no, we're on the subject. Let's stick on it. I mean... Got a little bit of time, tiny bit of time. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. All right, um, Penz is saying in the chat that Varric was a hive wizard and the consort. Okay, so Varric was the consort. Cool. Okay, okay. So, uh, I just... <clears throat> I'm thinking that, that Duskborn... I mean, how did her... How did Varric and her thrall overwhelm Pavel... But us killing Alec Hull avenge him. Right. I mean that 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 to me does not that does not equate right. Well, and I mean it does say that on Destinypedia as well, it says Varric was a hive wizard and the consort yeah. of Alakul. Um she and her consort were present at the Hellmouth when Ariana three led her fire team to assassinate Crota. And Varrock let her spawn in the counterattack, overwhelming the Titan Veltarlo. So Right, but who is so who is the Heart of Crota? Does the Heart of Crota have a name? The Heart of Crota? Right. Like, that's the war that's the wizard that was responsible for the torture of Omar. I wanna say that that was actually uh Yes, Pins. Uh Pins is asking if we go up to Varrock. I think that's actually the other part of why Luke Smith's denial of that being Vel didn't make a lot of sense. Because if I remember correctly, Varrock is that wizard right there in that room. That's like one of the first missions. No, actually, you know what's interesting? The Heart of Crota is the one that they tortured. Oh, no, wait. It says no, for the no. Heart of Crota card, it's not the first and surely is not the last. But until the last heart stops, their hate will spread endlessly across the black. Okay, so it's just a... You, well, you know, I knew that. It, I knew it was a title. But do we know what that wizard's name was? Um, I'm looking at it now. Um, the, oh, the wizard that we have to lure out in the refinery in the Cosmodrome. That's who she is. So that's not... I want to say the heart, no, because no, Omnigol is the will of Crota. Yeah, yeah Omnigol is also the, yeah, that's She's the will. the will, so... I'm looking at it now, trying to figure it out. We always do this. We're on we're on a big tangent right now. We are. We've kind of strayed off the of Titans a, a little lot. 
Well, we're talking about the death of Bell. I, I want Which, to encourage Yeah, you. I mean, that that was been a big debate in chat, and I don't think we're going to find an exact answer. Well, I have heart, and for some reason it brings up the last rites. What was um, Iriute? Iriute was the death singer. There are three known death singers. There are the two yeah. sisters of Crota and then Iriute. Yeah, they're um, Irhalak and Iranuk. And then there is, like you said, um, Iriute. Which I wonder why those three specifically are death singers when we go into that. We need to do one on Hive. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we do. Okay. All right. So, we don't know. End of the story is Veltarlo was killed by multiple people at different times. Apparently, he was a fork. So, apparently, there's 225 of him still running around somewhere. <laughs> All right. Solved. We got it. We're moving on. One of them is Pan. One of them is Pan, <laughs> who is also us. We do go against a Varrock, oh. actually, Pens. Um, yeah, once again, that during that the... mission, yeah, that's, the that's very first mission on, Mar on the moon, you'll notice that her name is Varrock, and her name is spelled differently. But at the same time, there's a... Was it Varrock? Hang on. I say Varrock is how I've been pronouncing it. No, but Varrock is a different wizard. I'm still saying. Yeah, I think it's Varrock. I think it's Varrock. No, it's Varrock. Varrock is the ear spawn. Uh, it's the hive wizard encountered on the mid. So it is a different, different wizard, very similar name. Change the change the noun after the V, and that is the person that we kill. So yes. No, but yes. Phonetically, we could do, but not the same person. Have fun with that. My head hurts now. <laughs> <clears throat> and then last and not definitely not least, we have Wei Ning, who was a female guardian who partook in the Great Disaster. She was actually killed by Crota himself. And one of the best quotes from Wei Ning is her response on when Pancake, or Pananin, Pancake, asked her, what about the darkness itself? What then? And her response is, I'll punch it too. True Titan form so, right there, dude. Oh my gosh. True the Titan form. Freaking. And then the uh, quote that Justin will want me to make sure to say is, quote, this burns from a slug rifle. That one's from a shock blade. This one? Ah, uh, yes. Wei Ning gave me a hug. End quote. Yeah, that one was also one of my favorite pieces uh, of flavor text that I've seen, too. That's the spearhead chest armor. And uh, then you have the spearhead helmet. Or, I'm sorry, the boots. The boots say, evade the cabal counterattack. <laughs> My friend, they're finally sending us something worth killing. Like waning, waning is like got the best quotes. Waning was no f's given when it comes down to it. Like she also is known for apparently scratching words into her armor pieces. <clears throat> it's one of them is. 
the last and surest argument, which is a traditional inscription for the right gauntlet attributed to Wei Ning. Wei Ning really, really liked punching people. And Redneck Ma, yes, uh, Crota actually did kill Guardians by forging knives from their own ghost. So he would steal their ghost to ensure that they could not resurrect themselves, form knives, and then stab and gut the Guardians with them. He was uh, kind of an OP individual. Which, I mean, you can go slay Crota right now very simply, probably solo. Correct. Um, but once again, some more waning quotes that I love. To conserve ammo, we disrupted the enemy command structure with several sharp blows to the skull. Like, I'm, I'm not going to shoot him. I'm just going to continuously punch him in the head. Uh, so I, I'm going to I'm going to go out on a really really sturdy limb and say this this individual was a striker. Yeah, it, it, she just screams striker with her. Her personality just screams striker to me as well. Um, well, and I also I also appreciate like you know all these titans have like a a really rough shod sense of humor. Like they they're like eh, just punch it in the face. Well, then you have you know yes we've achieved the objective in the next in the where are we supposed to stop attacking? So that that shows aggressiveness on Wei Ning's behalf. That she she was just all about let let's just keep going. You know, let's wipe them all out. We'll call the city later, explain what happened. If they aren't happy, we'll say it was an accident. It's kind of like the vibe that Oops. I get from her. Yeah. Like, oh, really? The order was to not murder them all with my fist. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I won't do it again. But I'm totally doing it again. I'm totally doing it. <laughs> she does it several times. And that... Right, well... And I'm sure she was kind of a beast in Crucible as well. Um, um, a lot mentioned about her. I mean, she is yeah, she, actually mentioned were... in... Uh, the... Vault of Glass Titan Mark, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um... Which is the mark of... I can't remember. I just remember calling it a hula, hula skirt. Uh, no, that is the Titan lingerie. It is the hula skirt, sir. Sure. Uh-huh. It's Titan lingerie. No, it is the holographic hula skirt. Because both of those start with an H. Except for skirt. So, thus, it is the holographic hula skirt. And it is not... There. It's the light of the, light of the great prism. Yes. Go ahead, <clears throat> it's uh, when when the long dark closes around us, we will be the last light. And you know that, but that doesn't mean that she was in the vault. It could mean that she was curious about it. Oh yeah, I remember you guys talking about that. You know, I know some people brought up earlier in chat that that might mean that she was in there. If she went in there, is only briefly. The only Titan that we know of that actually went in there that wanted to make a difference was Kabir, which I love both of them. Everybody knows I'm a Titan enthusiast. And so um, to go off the striker thought, if the uh, there's a quest called complete, well, complete the path and it's fully upgraded, it's the defender subclass, which is really funny. The quote at the end of it is, from Wei Ning, and it's, she says, be the wall they always told me. 
When you're forming the ward, imagine the wall before you. Walk inside it, wrap it around you. That never worked for me. I just get really, really angry, and then the light does the rest. Yeah, I love that, too. <laughs> so, I mean, that almost makes me want to say she might have been a defender, but actually... It, it seems to me like she tried to be a defender. Oh, man, she... Because, I mean, look at who we have for a vanguard for the Titans right now. We have Zavala, which we were talking about in the chat was very wall defender oriented, mm-hmm. you know? So of course he would try to tell her something like, Oh, just, you know, use the light, protect people. And she's like, no, I want to go punch things. Um, well, but we know another defender who had the same approach. Well, yeah, we do actually. We know a couple of them. Um, you have the also this is another thing that kind of shows that she was a a striker titan. Oh Labor yeah, just about Zavala. To, yeah. It says yeah, that is ah, nothing like walking that like that moment when you bring the fist down. Sometimes in the crucible, I just like to have my helmet cam running. That way, I can go back and see the whites of their eyes just before everything goes zap. Once again, another awesome way to yeah. quote. And Uni, Uni says just, yeah, Uni says just made that point, too. She was training to be a defender, but she couldn't do it. Her anger came out as arc energy. And then the other flavor text for Zavala from her is, if you want to see tomorrow, do not stand against me today. Which is another sign that she probably rocked in the Crucible. You know, <laughs> the mark of the the mark of the thunder is another good. I, she's got some great. Quotes. She does. What is the power of the lightning without the roar of the thunder? <laughs> uh, and she did like man. warlocks, like Ariana. She, yep. you know, she has a quote about that as well. Yeah, that's the one of the ones for talk to Ikora. Says, mm-hmm. "Who would I rather have at my side than any other? Who can I count on when my back is against the wall?" Do you sing to the sun as some warlocks do? Yes? Then you. My answer is you. Another quote from Wayne which hints that she really liked sun singers, which I'm guessing we can assume that. I think we've been saying for a while now that we feel like the Praxic Fire is the warlock. Is it the Order of the Praxic Fire? Yes. Yeah, so we... No, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Cormet seal, seal is what I was thinking, but yes, that is in the order of the Praxic Fire. Yeah, so, I mean, we've been... Good night, Uni. Have a good one, dude. Um, that shows another reason why, I mean, she seems to favor Sunsingers, and Ariana 3 was part of the Praxic Fire. So, and we assume her to be a warlock. That was a Sunsinger as well. Not really guarantee the Sunsinger part. Definitely guarantee that she's a warlock. Um, and we... I think the reason why we always bring the Praxic Order to be Sunsingers is because of the item, the, the chest piece, the heart of the Praxic Fire which the thing for that is, in the last moment, she seemed as so wholly luminescent as the sun, and I wish to be so brave. 
and they don't say who that quote is actually from. I almost want to say it might have been from Eris. Could have been, because, I mean, we know Eris was down there when Ariana, you know, fell for the last time as well. Well, and the reason why I say that is because Eris was also, that was like her first mission, right? So she was she looked up to pretty much all of them. Yeah, she, she grew up pretty fast, though. Um, yeah, no, well, she, yeah, she kind of had to. And I'm looking at this now that says that it's a blue hunter helmet. It's called the Argus Dematic 1.3 R1. Patterned by a grizzled hunter and a Praxic warlock, this remarkable armor records everything for later analysis. Which I thought was actually pretty interesting. And you were talking about the commemorant line uh, blue. Mm-hmm. Did you have that up, or you want me to go ahead? I did not have that up. Okay. Um, real short and sweet text. It says, Praxic Warlock's honor, bravery, and service over all else. Which would, I guess, explain how why Ariana always asks for forgiveness when she does her quotes. And... I mean, there's a lot of stuff about the Praxics in here. Not all of it is necessarily the Praxic Order of the Warlocks. But, I mean, you do have the Praxic Vim, which says, Praxic Warlocks don't hate research. They just don't let it interfere with the fight. Right. Well, and we know that Ariana also was the... Scrappiest warlock she we've ever heard of. She demonstrated that when she started peeling the wizard apart. Yeah, she she did not care about getting any more information out of that wizard after those uh, visions that the wizard gave her. Mm-hmm. And then you know you have the born of sight warlock class item too, which says reality is the most ruthless an- analysis, which I think says once again. You know, when you're out here, you're out here. You're going to do what you got to do. Um, which is, to me personally, more Titan-like than Warlock-like if you're going by the... Well, but she also, I mean, she was at a point where she was no longer detached like a normal... Well, she's all about vengeance, you know, right. um, when it comes to Ariana. She wanted vengeance it seemed like the most for waning because that's who she talks about probably the most often when she talks about the losses that have be you know come from the the great battle on the moon which i can't remember what the exact name of that bell is right now it's not up there uh the great disaster the great disaster of mar i can't remember that one either of Luna or of the moon, but either way, yeah, you know, it, a lot of guardians died at that point by yep. by the hands of uh, Crota himself. But I think the only part of the chat that we did not touch in the three hours that we've been going strong <laughs> is the um, the idea of Shaq's Red Jacks. And that is pretty awesome. basically um, the Red Jacks are pretty much repo guys. They go out and or 
repo guardians, I guess, technically, to be PC. Um, thank you, Pence. Mar Imbrubium. Brium. Gosh, man. I cannot talk anymore. Um, the uh, Red Jacks, basically, they, they're they kind of the equivalent of the hidden for the Warlock Vanguard for sh for Shacks. For the Crucible, um, specifically. Right. And so Red Jacks are pretty much the... Um, I don't want to call them janitors, but that's kind of what they are. They, they're they kind of the groundskeepers for the Crucible maps. And the um, construction workers for new Crucible maps, they're the ones that built all the, the SRL circuits. Um, they are the ones who pretty much every single map that we have that is, you know, quote-unquote, in enemy, enemy territory, Red Jacks are the ones that I'm assuming are patrolling the area and making sure that the enemies are not going in there, which the reason why I say that is because on one of the one of the SRL circuits, there was actually a quote about how they purposely let enemies into the circuit. It's the SRL it uh, Infinite Descent, which um, there's a quote from Amanda Holiday on there, which says, right, right. "Be brave and fast, Guardian. Racing is about more than running away." And then it says. Uh, some might see racing through the heart of Beck's territory as foolhardy. When Shaq sent the Red Jacks to mark up the SRL track on Venus, however, he ordered them to find a location worthy of the bravest and most skilled of guardians. So that that kind of hints to he was like, leave some enemies on there. Let's let's see if they can get past all this. Right. So I I mean I think that's the only really big part of the chat that I'm thinking that we did not actually talk. We covered a ton of information. Um, well, we did spend a good amount of time. We didn't even get to get into too much of the what do we think, but I did manage to drop my pain theory in there. Yeah, so I mean, I think we kind of we kind of built it in. I think we built that in. Um, we had a number of feedback that, you know, from our last couple ones that they wanted a little bit more structure. Here's your structure. Here's an extra 60 minutes of why I should not be allowed to be OCD about my show notes um, because I will research the crap out of everything. Um, you got you got any shout-outs for us, Willie? You know I have shout-outs, brother. Come on now. Um, first shout-out, first and foremost, as always, Dad's a Destiny Foxtrot. That's my clan. Helped uh, found it and... Um, you know, what kept me playing Destiny for so long, which probably got into the lore anyway, but still. Um, shout out to Justin's son, Gavin Sane, for crushing his belt test. Good job, Gavin. Keep up the good work, bud. Um, I don't think Justin got to throw that one in there, so I wanted to do that for him. Yep. Of course, shout out to Ishtar-Collective.net. Still my favorite website to go to for lore references. Um, Destinypedia is definitely up there on the list since I've learned how to use it better, though, because mm -hmm. they uh, they archive the information quite well as well. <coughs> and um, Dads of Destiny in general, because, I mean, without Dads of Destiny, there would be no Foxtrot, and uh, I probably wouldn't have met you, you loopy characters. So, Oh, yeah, and I do want to throw a shout-out to the chat in general. And yes, that includes uh, some of the guys in here right now, Pens, um, Unisys, 
and even though she's not in there, Kashin, um, you know, Kashin actually helps a lot of the behind the scenes work. I'm pretty sure she slaps Blue in the head when he starts getting too far into the the real world stuff. Yeah, just a bit. I get I get I get hit uh, random handwritten notes every time I start getting stuff that she's like, okay, stop. So so thank you, Kashin, for that. <laughs> And, um, you know, once again, everybody in chat, not just Unisys, not just um, Pens, but Glitch Witch, you know, Bell, Dragon from Ghost Stories, uh, mm -hmm. everybody that's at, in there that throws your different opinions, ideas out there. That's part of what makes the chat so great, is that I think this, but you think this, let's talk about it. So right. thank you for thinking opposite of me. <laughs> well, like I said, you know, when you're looking at a connect the dots with no numbers or, you know, 3,000 or three 1,000 piece puzzles, it helps having multiple pieces or multiple perspectives. Exactly. Um, I got two shout outs. Uh, first off, for uh, two users over on Reddit, the Destiny Lore, um, Hurt Chain and Brandy Jack, you guys are amazing. You have given us excellent feedback i really value your input and i'm loving the conversations we're having they have been extremely especially for this episode they were extremely helpful in making some connections that i hadn't really thought about um on top of that the other shout out that i have is our new official supporter pins um he has officially supported us and i we just really really want to state our appreciation for that um with that being said, I'm going to probably call it a night, and as usual, the lore band marches on. <laughs>